1: Hello there, everyone, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. And I'm Nate. And we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Cthulhu Art. The link will be in the show notes. This is our first listener right, request and episode.
0: This was requested by, uh, I don't know if it's Kirsten or Kirsten, but... She's super awesome, and she gave us a really awesome Facebook rating Like when we practically like had like none. It was definitely welcomed, for sure, the lovely things that she said about our show, and also that she wanted to hear about the Amityville Murder House.
1: And so this one is for you, Kirsten.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Uh, before we get into it, I do want to talk about another podcast real fast it's one that i have recently been listening to whenever they put out new episodes it's called esoteric oddities
0: and it's with jonathan and sarah and they are fucking fabulous i have only listened to a few because i'm not as good at nate like i just have a lot of craziness going on and it's it's nate who's the one who's always out listening to all the new podcasts and then telling me like you got to listen to these people and when i listen to these guys i just fucking laugh my ass off they are hilarious and i just adore them oh yeah as soon as
1: i heard the first episode i (laughs) just subscribed there yeah they are fucking hilarious their podcast is similar in lines to ours all the weird and macabre stuff and they do some true crime and paranormal and and what have you
0: yeah and they just uh give a lot of the funniest twists on things and it's just great it's it's wonderful to listen to
1: Definitely, the first one I heard was a elevators episode, and it made me really happy that I didn't have to ride on any elevators because there's some fucking brutal ass shit <laughs> that went on there.
0: Yeah, and you know, basically nothing warms my heart these days. I mean, I'm fucking bitter and ice cold about shit right now, and so anything that can actually like make me laugh, like it's fucking a funny, thumbs believe up. me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Two you can, thumbs up
1: <laughs> you can check them out on Instagram at Esoteric Oddities they got a Facebook page also at Esoteric Oddities, and then you can get them at gmail at odditiespodcast at gmail.com, and we're going to have links to all that shit in the show notes. So, the Amityville Murder House. Yes. I didn't really know much about it before we started researching it, really. I had never seen any of the movies.
0: I had seen parts of, like, the original movie, the one with... Josh fucking Brolin. Yeah. The one from 79 or whatever? Yeah, and like Margot Kidder, like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lois Lane. Lois Lane. Yep. yep. but I'd only seen like parts of it. I only remember like certain scenes from it. Like specifically, I remember the one where the priest goes in to bless the room and like there's the flies. Right. Yeah, that's that's the one that sticks out the most. But other than that, um, no, I hadn't heard it. I, I knew kind of that before there was the thing with the flies and the priest, like that family, like the people previous to that, like somebody had killed their whole family, I didn't kind of know in what context. Like how they'd done it. Yeah, like how that. they'd done it or which one it was. I had, I had kind of assumed for a while that it must have been like the father who killed the whole right, family right. because that's often the way that it works when there's, you know, like your typical family annihilator tends to be the father. Right, that's how that shit just normally goes. Right, down. and in this, in the actual case, it's it's the eldest child that is the one who kills everyone. But Spoilers. We will get to that. Spoilers for, like, five minutes.
1: And for, like, a 30-year-old case or whatever. 40-year-old case. <laughs> right. On January 14th, 1924, John and Catherine Moynihan bought a piece of property on Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, from the Ireland family. The Ireland family owned a bunch of land in the area. I guess they used it for farming or some shit. Weird thing of farming in Long Island.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never been there, but I would assume that's not very farmy at this point.
1: At this point, no. <laughs> they were just dividing up the land and selling off bits of it. So this is the bit that the Malena Hands bought.
0: Okay, now, not to be off topic, but talking about movies from, like, the 70s and stuff, horror movies. Now, Jaws. Yeah. Is that Amity Island and not Amityville? I mean, I don't because remember. isn't that supposed to be, like, a real place in New York, too, like, off Long Island? I don't, I
1: don't, I don't re- really remember the island that they were on.
0: I want to say it was
1: Amity Island. It could have been.
0: Let us know if we're wrong. We'll do a corrections corner next time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will. We're not going to do. That.
0: But it just reminded me of that. I was like, oh, isn't that like, kind of like Jaws? Is that the same like area? Like some New York.
1: Yeah, I recently watched Jaws, but I don't recall the
0: name. Because of Amityville area is, you know, on Long Island, and it's oh, yeah on the the water. yeah, yeah, the south, uh, right, eastern side or whatever. I mean, that house has a dock, like right in front or in back. It does, in back. In back. I wasn't sure if that was the back side or front side.
1: The back. The front is what's on the street.
0: Okay. That would make sense.
1: So the original house that was on the lot that the Moynihans bought, was it was built in 1890, and it was moved to a different location, and they lived in this house while the Dutch colonial that we can see today was being built. Eileen Moynihan, John and Catherine's daughter, now going by her married name of Fitzgerald, moves into the house with her family after her parents die. They lived there until October 17, 1960, when John and Mary Riley bought the house. They ended up getting a divorce, and that's when they sold it to Ronald and Luis DeFeo on June 28, 1965. They lived there for nine years. George and Kathy Lutz were the next owners. They purchased it in December of 1975 and they moved out a month later. The house sat vacant until March eighteenth, nineteen 1977 when it was bought by Jim and Barbara Cromarty. But the address changed from 112 to 108. Pretty sly. Mm-hmm. They moved out for a while and then back in and stayed there until 87. That's when Peter and Jean O'Neill bought the home and they moved out in 1997. A man named Brian Wilson, not... The Beach Boy Brian Wilson, just someone else named Brian Wilson.
0: I wouldn't have known that. I, you would not have needed to clarify that at all for me.
1: I had to look up myself to find out if it was the Beach Boy or not. Because it because you of... just know
0: the Beach Boys so well that you would well, have been like, one oh, wait, the Brian Wilson? Well,
1: I mean, I knew who that Brian Wilson is in name of one of the Beach Boys.
0: I I, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known that at all. Okay, well, then just in case anyone else just in case for anyone who who would like you it is not the beach boy it is not the beach boy
1: see he purchased it and moved into the house uh, sold it again in 2010 and it was put back up for sale in 2016 and uh, sold again on March 16th of last year but we're going to focus on sort of the middle section of all of that right. house it was very early in the morning at 112 Ocean Avenue it was Wednesday November 13th, 1974, about 3.15 a.m. Everyone is sleeping except for Butch DeFeo, Ronald Jr., but he went by Butch. Right. He grabs his thirty-five caliber Marlin rifle and
0: shoots his parents in their bed, twice each. Two shots each. And then goes to the room of his brothers, Mark and John, and shoots them each one time then goes to his sister Allison's bedroom and shoots her one time, and then proceeds upstairs to his 18-year-old sister Dawn's room and shoots her one time.
1: He would have had to reload walking up to his to Dawn's Eight room. Eight
0: shots total. And then the ages of the brothers and the other sisters, so it was Mark who was 12 and John who was 9, uh, sister Allison was thirteen, and as I said, the sister Dawn was eighteen. Ronnie Jr. was twenty-three at the time, and he went by Butch, right? But Butch. I just don't like saying Butch. I'm gonna call him Butch. I'm gonna call him Ronnie Jr. It
1: reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction, and I like Pulp
0: Fiction, right? Except like Butch wasn't like that in Pulp Fiction. No, and he looked completely like different too. Completely different, yes. So he
1: kills his whole family, and then he. Takes off his bloody-ass clothes, takes a shower, bags up his clothes, ditches the rifle in the dock behind the house, and goes to work. He worked with his dad at the dealership, car dealership, and on his way, he dumps the bloody clothes in a storm drain, and then gets to work, and is like, I don't know where Dad is.
0: Right, and then he goes a few different places, saying that he can't reach anybody at the house. Yeah, hangs out at, like, noon, until, like, noon at the at the store, and or at the
1: dealership, and then... And the then he, yeah, and then
0: he kind of bums around, and, and he's telling the people that he comes across, like, whose paths he crossed. Like, oh, I can't see, reach anyone at the house. And makes so, a point of saying it. Right. Right. And then, I guess at some point, either goes home or just doesn't go home and just pretends like he went home, but he goes into Henry's bar and declares that he needs help. He thinks his mom and dad have been shot. So
1: some bar patrons run over to the house?
0: Who were, like, also his friends, I think, too. And they, in fact, find everyone dead face down on their stomachs. Right. Like, the guy who made the 911 call, I believe, is um, one of Ronnie Jr.'s friends. Joe Yeswit.
1: So the cops show up and ask Bush who could have done this. And he says some gangster named Louis Fellini may have done it because they had some beef about some shit back in the day.
0: Well, also, uh, both of the grandfathers were actually had, like, legit mob ties.
1: Right. So it could've it yeah. made sense
2: if like the
0: And I think this was kind of a known thing. So Oh okay. So, so when he the says... whole yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's it's believable. Well the police do put him in protective custody, so mm-hmm. that would mean they believed him and so I mean they did and then, until they found a nice empty box for his thirty five Marlin rifle in his room, along with some ammo.
0: Right. And you know what bothers me, did you find did you see the the model number of the Marlin? I did not. Neither did I. I couldn't fucking find it anywhere, and I wanted to know. I mean, because just saying it's a thirty-five marlin that—that that is just the caliber of bullet that it fires. Right. It's not the actual model. There can oh. be many different models and many different rifles that do that have thirty-five I caliber see. bullets. So it's so that's
1: not an exact type of.
0: That's not an exact type. That's only there's the models that are like the same, but like some of them shoot a higher caliber and some shoot a lower caliber, but they're like the same model of gun. Just like handguns, it's like, oh yeah, like this one is the nine millimeter and this one shoots like, you know, a forty four or right, forty five right. or thirty eight. Yeah, it's all just what, But it could be Yeah, you know. it, it could be any kind of model and there could be similar models that just shoot a higher caliber. Right, right. Whatever. It, But, yeah, I can find the um, model number for it anywhere.
1: I wonder if that's just because of when this occurred. Maybe they just didn't really record that information.
0: It could be, but you would think you would want to because I am kind of interested in what the actual ballistics had to say about everything. And, yeah, the fact that there's not a model number on it, it's it's weird. They have plenty of crimes where they, you know, know the exact, like...
1: That's, yeah, that's true. It yeah. is It is strange that they wouldn't tell you exactly, like, this is the exact everything of this one. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Wind River, have you seen that one yet? I haven't. Oh, my God, it's so good. But Jeremy Jeremy Renner has, like, this fucking Marlin. It's Marlin 1895 is the model number, and it's so fucking sweet. I just fucking love the shit out of it. Is
1: it still the lever action?
0: Yeah, it's still the lever action, which I kind of like. I, I prefer that in a rifle.
1: I have very little experience with rifles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a lot myself, per se. I just like guns. Right, right. You know, there's that.
1: Well, after the cops ask Butch about the box in his room and the...
0: The empty rifle box. Yeah, the empty rifle box and the
1: the ammo, he basically just spouts off a bunch of bullshit. Right. Admits to
0: it. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, over time, his story changes about a bazillion time. It
1: changes, like, the fucking weather. Yes. As far as I can understand.
0: Yes, and but his initial confession basically says that he killed all of them, and to quote him, he says, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It happened so fast. So he just started shooting them one by one. And, yeah, apparently just couldn't stop himself and just... Hey, had to reload and <laughs> Carry on, right? And you know, there's a lot of things that are weird about this. This is what I kind of like about Amy Deville, is that researching it, it's it's just two very baffling situations in the same house, right? Like either one is
1: possibly unrelated.
0: Yeah, it's possibly unrelated, and but both are really crazy and just have a lot of. Just a lot of questions nothing really adds up with either story. No, no.
1: Well, with Butch his trial happens 11 months after the crime. The defense go for insanity plea.
0: And then he is given 6 25 year uh, sentences. Yeah,
1: 6 consecutive. Right. Life one sentences.
0: on yeah, one on top of the other.
1: He's eventually found guilty obviously as you just said, but it was on November 21st 1975. It was a Friday.
0: And he is still serving time to this day at Greenhaven Correctional Facility.
1: Now, a few strange things about the case. First off is Butch constantly changing his story. Also, gunshots are loud. Especially
0: ones that come from high-powered rifles. So
1: how did he go from room to room shooting each person while they're just laying face down in their beds and none of them getting up or trying to run or hiding or defensive
0: wounds. And here is another really weird thing about that. Okay, so the house is it's three stories. Yeah. And he goes into the parents bedroom and he shoots them each twice. That's two shots. So four shots. Bam. Then he goes into the brother's room. Another two shots. And then he has to go like across the hall to his sister's room. Shoots her. And then as he's going upstairs, maybe he reloads or he stops and reloads and then goes upstairs and then shoots his sister, Dawn. And that had to have taken a couple of minutes.
1: The only thing the neighbors even report hearing is the dog barking. Yeah. The neighbors, a dog does not bark as loud as a rifle shot, let alone eight rifle shots in a span of just a couple minutes.
0: It's like somebody would realize that something like fucked up was going on.
1: Now, when they did the autopsy, they checked all of the organs removed and all the blood and all the urine to see about if there was any drugs.
0: No drugs. No drugs.
1: So these people weren't sedated. No. Nope. So it's not like he slipped some whatever in their tea or their whiskey or whatever it is they drink, and then they were, like, super passed
0: out. Now, the weird one is Don, though, because I did look at the crime scene picture that's, you know, on yeah. the Internet and supposedly yeah. an actual picture, and they're – It's pointed out, looking at this picture, that there's no blood spatter on her headboard. Well, and but in her, but her head was basically blown the fuck off. There's brain matter all over her pillow and nightgown. Her half her head is blown off. So, but there's no spatter on the headboard. So, and
1: the uh, her covers are pulled up, and there's no blood. Right.
0: So that would probably indicate that she was shot somewhere else and then put face down in the bed while everything's still like, you know, spilling out of her fucking head and bleeding and shit. Well, there's a theory about that. Horror. Horror. Unbelievable.
1: The theory is that Don helped. That in in several, or in some of the stories that Butch tells, he killed the parents and Don killed all the kids. He then fought with Don for the rifle because he wasn't overly cool with her killing all the kids. And they they were fighting and Butch ended up shooting her and placing her body in bed. Now, there is evidence... The investigators did find
0: they found the blood gunshot ladder elsewhere. Yeah, and they also found unburned gunshot residue on her nightgown.
1: Which can be either close range getting shot mm-hmm. or you could be the or shooter. Or
0: because you were the shooter. So that's a little bit that's inconclusive, I would say. Oh yeah. And
1: the problem is, of course, that the examiner said that all the wounds were made by the same weapon and the shells all came from the same weapon. So if there were two gunmen, they'd have to shoot
0: both with the same gun.
1: They'd have to trade it back and forth. Like, okay, now it's your turn.
0: Although, I heard one of the things he had said was that he was downstairs uh, fucked up on LSD and heroin. Yeah, because he know. was a junkie. Right, exactly. He had a major drug problem. And I guess so So did she. Um, and she also was had a volatile relationship with the parents, as did he. It could be they plotted together in this one story. And... Again, let me reiterate that this guy has like 8,000 stories for what happened. One of them is that ominous figure in a hooded jacket with black hands handed him the rifle and told him to commit the murder. And some have speculated that that was actually her wearing a jacket and black gloves. Right, right. And handing it to him after maybe she had like killed some of the other people and telling him to like finish the job and then... But, like, who would he be finishing that would be asleep still is what doesn't make sense about that. The Since only person he sedated. could finish is her, and I don't see her like, oh, here's the rifle. Please shoot me in the fucking head now. Maybe right she's here. trying to hand it to him to get his prints on it.
1: Who knows? She knows.
0: Maybe she's trying to convince him that, like, he actually did it. Like, oh, here, take the gun. I'm going to go, you know, but I don't she know. knew he was fucked up. Maybe go back and maybe the parents were only shot one time, they were already dead, but they only, were only shot one time, and you shoot each of the siblings one time. But then you give him the gun, and he goes up, and he shoots the parents each oh, yeah, additional yeah. one time, not knowing that they're already dead. But then he sees his brothers and sisters dead. Wigs
1: out. And then goes... Wigs
0: out, kills her, and then puts her up in the room.
1: Could be. That Could is be. my
0: kind of theory on how that might possibly be true. Except that I still Except don't understand you, right. how
1: the whole—I mean— Everyone was, everyone, the, the defense and the prosecution both said there was no silencer. Right, no silencer. So there's no, I mean... Unless I it was
0: carried out by a silencer and the ballistics is just, like, fucked up, like... Maybe, maybe.
1: But they never found a silencer.
0: Right. They never found a silencer. They did find another gun. They found a a, a holster that he had, like, an empty holster for a handgun, and... In 2012, they found a fucking handgun in the goddamn lake or water. Oh, no shit. Right? Yeah, right off the fucking dock. Oh, right, because
1: he he just tossed. That's where he tossed the right,
0: That's where he tossed the marlin. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So maybe. I mean, but
0: it, I mean, it's in really bad condition, yeah. and again,
1: would it is it possible? People
0: that claim there's a ballistics report that came up in court that showed that all eight cartridges and and bullets were fired from the same gun, and it was this marlin. So. Is it possible to have a handgun that shoots those kind of bullets? Well, the thing, though, is, is that even if it shot that same exact caliber, which I don't know if there's one that shoots that caliber or not, because I'm not that much of an expert. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you would still be able to tell if it was fired from a different... rifle a diffi- or a handgun. Well, or even a different rifle or two different handguns, because that's what a, basically a ballistics report is. It's not just about, like, what size bullet... Was used like every gun barrel, and the bullet being fired through—it's like a fingerprint. Ah. The little rivets and... and. So even in
1: 1971, there's nothing they could have done to fuck that up. Really, they they would have been really would have been exactly very because
0: it matches up. Like you take photos of the gun barrel. Right. If you have the gun in evidence, you fire a bullet out of it, and you see if shit like matches up with like.
1: I, I understand yeah. the scratch marks the scratch the marks yeah out. they're
0: yeah. yeah they're all unique every gun is unique in that way and that's how they can match shit up again I would kind of like to see that yeah, it's that'd a little be nice. I mean it is a little weird the mob tie
1: yeah that is that is I mean, that would make sense but they all I mean they have the bullets and they have the gun and they know that they both go together so right it's obviously except all there's done with that gun
0: there's been some like shady things though about it. Because apparently the the neighbor's house was used as, like, a headquarters for, like, the first 48 hours. By the police. By the police. They questioned Ronnie Jr., like, in the neighbor's house. Oh. Like, not at the fucking police station. Right, just brought him next door. They just brought him next door, in protective custody next door, and questioning him next door at the neighbor's. And apparently this neighbor is the one who overheard, this ties into the sister theory, that... The grandparent, the grandfather came, one of the mob grandfathers came. Yeah. And said he didn't want anything bad said about his sister. So it was the the dad of the dead mom. It was his uh, maternal grandfather and said, I don't want to hear anything about your sister. Specifically, Dawn. Is what was overheard. And so basically telling him, like, you know, you're going to cop to all this. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna have anything bad said about your sister who's dead, and yeah, have anything kind of you know You're making the a, family look like bl- anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah. You're gonna take the blame for this and whatever. So, but yeah, this is the whole idea that he was at the neighbors being questioned. Like that seems like totally not protocol.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean.
0: I think if you're going to taking officially in, question somebody...
1: Taking it into protective custody seems to me like you would take them into the police station.
0: Yes. And? And that you, any questioning needs to be done at the police station. Probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a rule.
1: I wonder if it wasn't in the 1970s.
0: I don't know, or it was just something... Maybe it was a rule, but they just didn't you know, like follow it if they didn't fucking care to. Or if they had reason to believe that that wasn't going to come back on them in a bad way.
1: Right, which, I mean, I guess I didn't really look into what happened to the police after this, but I don't, I mean.
0: Yeah, I watched some really, like, way out there conspiracy things on this. There was one YouTube video that was just, like, so fucked up. It, like, came on at, like, night and, like, oh, my God. They were, like, saying it was basically, like, a bunch of government shit, like, you know, technology, like, government for government to, like, see through walls, and it was some experiment, and they were were in cahoots with the government mafia. Wow. And then it would randomly go silent. A lot of it was just silent in words, but then they would show, like, diagrams of the house, and they'll be coming, like, I am Daniel, the Lamb of God. Like, this voice would just come on suddenly. (laughs) I just had to turn that shit off. I was like, oh, my God, are you fucking serious? Because this is, like, probably, like, eight youtube videos in right like, so it's just getting to like the really like weird shit not just yeah, like oh yeah. like the one or two documentaries i wanted to watch in addition to you know the other research um yeah it was really really far out there it was really far out there
1: i didn't get much into the conspiracies or anything around the the, the murder the de murder. murder
0: mm-hmm. and i mean i don't i certainly don't think it was anything that far-reaching as like the government the government government mafia testing out stuff and that's why nobody heard anything but I wouldn't say that the local police weren't immune to if there was some mob angle to it to be like oh yeah yeah, here's the gun because that was used
1: yeah that's true because this again I mean this was the 1970s this was the 70s I mean the mob had a bigger hold then than
0: yeah, and I mean, just shit just tended to be more easily corruptible. Like, you weren't held accountable, I would say, as much as maybe today. Well, it's
1: because it was so difficult to actually have any sort of proof. Now you can find accidental proof. Mm-hmm. Someone could have been videotaping on their phone right. and catch something, and that's a highly likely thing that could happen since everyone's always doing shit like that and then there's cameras everywhere and so
0: yeah and if you fucking question somebody at like the next door neighbor's house like officially like as a suspect like would crawl up their ass oh my probably. god yeah Mm-hmm. a lawyer would have like a fucking field day with that shoes
2: yeah yeah
1: well as we said bush was found guilty on november 21st 1975 it was a friday And the next month, George and Kathy Lutz
0: buy the house. They didn't buy the house the next month, or or maybe that was after he was sentenced. Yeah, thirteen months after the murders is when yeah it
1: was December of nineteen seventy five is when
0: George and Kathy Lutz purchased the house,
1: and they're moving in on December seventeenth, which is a Wednesday.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you for telling me the fucking day of the week. Hey,
1: just so you know, Wednesdays (laughs) are a shitty day to move.
0: Yeah, it is. I would never move on a Wednesday. Never. Moving is Saturday, shiz.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, they move in with Kathy's children from another previous marriage. Daniel, who's nine. Christopher, who's seven. And Melissa, who's five. Called Missy. Called Missy. As well as Harry, a Malamute lab who is probably cute as fuck. I looked up some images of Malamute labs and
0: cute, cute dogs. Cute doggies, yeah. huh? You know... Already, it's like, you hear this, and I think of Poltergeist a lot. Like, the little little girl, Missy, who's five. It's kind of like little, uh, what's her name? Little Carol Ann. Little five-year-old Carol Ann. There he is. In their haunted fucking house. Experiencing all sorts of fucking fucked up shit.
1: Well, George was friends with a priest named Father Ralph Pecoraro. They called him Father Ray.
0: And he came down to bless the house. Well,
1: they're still moving shit in, so it was on Wednesday.
0: Like, I can't imagine having that kind of life where I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to make sure that, like, the priest comes down and blesses the house while we're I getting know. our shit moved in. How weird is that? Yeah.
1: Well, according to George, the priest told him one of the upstairs rooms felt strange. He described the room, and George said that room was going to be a sewing room. And Father Ray said, that's fine, as long as no one sleeps in there, everything, it'll just be fine. It'll be, everyone, everything will be fine, don't worry about it.
0: Nothing wrong with this room at all. Just don't sleep in here, ever.
1: Apparently, George didn't <laughs> press the matter or question what he meant, and that's all the priest said. According to the priest later, the sewing room was really cold. And... And he was sprinkling holy water around, and then he heard the deep voice from behind him saying, Get out! Get out! And he also claims he was slapped by an unseen hand. Slapped by an unseen hand. Daniel, the old, the eldest son, recalls this place was pretty much fucked since Jump Street for him. According to him, there were tons of flies in right off the bat when he walked in, and he swatted a bunch of them and then ran off to get his mom, Kathy, and they came back, and there was no flies. Interesting. Later, uh, later other family members would experience the fly phenomenon. The fly phenomenon.
0: The fly phenomenon, if you will. Well, and the thing, I guess, I didn't hear about them disappearing. I just heard that there were would be... Swarms of flies that would come up suddenly, and that was odd because it's fucking wintertime. Oh, yeah. but
1: In New
2: England.
0: In New England. Let me tell you a little something that is going on right now at the house of Joanna. Unexpected swarms of house flies.
1: No shit? Oh, in it is because the it's the kind middle. of getting warm
0: here It's there. not kind of getting warm. It is not even getting warm a little bit. Warm enough for the it flies. It has actually been cold as fuck the last couple of days. Well,
1: right, but it's, it, it was a little bit warmer previous to that. Warm enough it was for like the bugs to start waking It was like
0: five up. degrees. And, okay, this started in December, first of all, before you go making all your, like, rational explanations for it, okay? <laughs> this started in December when we came back from New Mexico. From Christmas vacation and right. it was a swarm of flies in the kitchen and I did keep catching a whiff of maybe something dead but I could not find anything dead a in dead there bunny
1: someplace from Layla oh
0: my it's Lila Lila thank you and there aren't like bunnies right now in the fucking winter not as many not baby ones at least right. and that's what she really likes <laughs> <laughs> loves to eat the baby bunnies it's their brains pretty yes the brains specifically in the face it's pretty fucking. Just big, the whole head area in general of Baby Bunny <laughs> apparently is fucking a delicacy to cats. Vicious. So, anyways, I couldn't find anything dead, but these flies would not stop. And they kind of. There's like a little swarm in the living room and a little swarm in the kitchen, and are we they, keep are fighting they house them. Flies, they're like are they house flies? No, they're house flies. They're house flies. So. Let's get over to, like, maybe Saturday of last week. I have swarms now in my bathroom upstairs and the girl's room. And in the girl's room is at the window right above the guinea pig cage. And the guinea pig cage is kind of gross at this point.
2: Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm
0: thinking, like, the flies upstairs are probably from the guinea pig shit. Because, you know, like, flies like poop and stuff and lay eggs and poop. So I clean out said guinea pig cage. I filled it with like bleach water and everything. Like so you I fucking the fucking shit out. I of cleaned it. the shit out of it. I dumped everything. I rinsed it out. I let it sit in bleach water for hours, and then put all fresh bedding. I vacuumed up any bedding that was like on the floor because they like to like kick their shit out every once right. in a while when they're Animals racing around. Yeah, they're total fucking assholes. Yes. And then I set some. Fly paper trap things, you know, the little things that hang down. Yeah. So I put one in the bathroom and then one at the window above the guinea pig cage, and it catches like a shit ton. Like I took pictures because I'm gonna post it. Gross. (laughs) When we post this on (laughs) Facebook, I'm gonna show (laughs) you like my dead swarm of flies. Let me tell you though. Okay,
1: I'll put it on Instagram
2: too.
0: (laughs) I will. Okay, so I think okay, Neg. Now there's not gonna be any more flies now that all the ones that were there are now on the flypaper like dying. big like,
1: negatory there.
0: Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you know like next day there's a new fucking swarm and a new fucking batch. And it's like where the fuck did this goddamn shit come from? Because it can't have come from like the cage or the poop because that's all fresh brand new.
1: Right. No, that's actually pretty crazy. Like, yeah. I got, I got nothing on that one.
0: And okay. So you know about like the grudge lights, how the bathroom is like the strobe light now and has been for several months. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's the bathroom. It's. The one light in the toilet part of the bathroom, because it's like a two-room bathroom, and then it's one of the lights in the mirror. There's like three different lights by the vanity, and one of them flickers. The girls' room also recently started flickering. And those are the place where the fly swarms are, are the rooms with the flickering ceiling lights. Did you bring home a ghost or something? Uh, You know, I always think my house has been a little bit haunted by who the fuck or what. I have no fucking idea, because as far as I know, no one fucking died in my house or anything. (laughs) It was fairly new. I mean, right, I, mean we, I think we were only like the second owners. I think some Mormons owned it before us. Right. Which so. doesn't really mean anything, but just saying. Right. I, I don't think they were murdering people.
1: Yeah, they weren't and they weren't dying apparently.
0: Right. So Who knows? Anyways, it's just very odd. Like I've got the grudge light thing going on. My parents' solution to this, of course, is just to buy floor lamps. Oh yeah. Because it's like the ceiling fixtures ones that are doing it.
1: So you can't just replace the bulb in them?
0: No, we tried replacing the bulbs in all of them, and that doesn't help the problem. They still flicker like a strobe light. Yes, the wiring, which also does not help my uh, fire paranoia. Right. Well, especially since it's happening in the girls' room, too. So it's like, yeah, these girls are like never leaving my fucking bed, in my fucking bedroom where I can't, you know, be close to them 24 7 in case of fire. But, but yeah, weird. So I'm going to say it is possible to have crazy, weird swarms of flies. In the middle of winter, yes, it might possibly be ghost-related, but it's not always evil ghost-related.
1: Uh-huh, maybe it's just an asshole ghost.
0: Yeah, like, I think I just have an asshole ghost in my house. Maybe. Like, nothing really bad happens. There was a time where a picture flew off the wall at Jarek, a picture of him as a baby, but we can talk about that later, because, you know, I'm (laughs) rambling a bit here, but just saying, winter fly swarms do happen.
1: Well, if you start finding cold spots...
0: There's cold spots everywhere. It's a fucking, like we you know live in the cold and no but i mean cold there's spots air in the leaks. house
1: where there's just a random cold spot
0: i'm just no good at that because i just get fucking cold, cold everywhere i just time. fucking i'm cold all the goddamn time much like this guy george luntz felt he was freaking out when oh, they were yeah, living he was there yeah shit so they yeah they're and finding he finding these cold spots they're mm-hmm. finding and he one couldn't in the get basement. warm no matter what he was like lighting fires like 24/7 he was always out chopping wood and Putting him in the fireplace and burning it because he was fucking cold all the goddamn time.
1: It's funny in the movie, when he's out in the 2005 movie, when he's... It's Ryan Reynolds as George Lutz. Oh, my God. When he's really? out chopping... Yeah. When he's out chopping wood in, like, December in fucking New York and Long Island all in the water. And he's got his shirt off chopping wood. Oh, yeah. And okay. Of course he's got his shirt off because it's well, Ryan it's Reynolds. Well, it's
0: sweaty work, like chopping wood. And
1: because they got to give, I mean, the Yeah, they got to...
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, that is just gratuitous. He's
1: got a h- hell of a shit body what to make want? people's I mean, pussies holy wet. Shit. At any rate, yeah, they found that there's a cold spot in the basement that seemed to come and go. There was one in the boathouse that was always there, which is the boathouse. I'm sure the whole damn boathouse was Yeah,
0: cold. it seems like the whole thing would be really cold. It's like, how do you tell that one spot is colder than the other in the middle of fucking winter?
1: But there, and there was also a stairway, the one on the stairway, which was in- intermittent. Uh, George also noted that things didn't really sound right. They had an enclosed sunroom facing the street. And when cars would drive past, he couldn't hear a car drive past. And these are 1970s cars. So these aren't you no know, hybrids. Oh, right. Those things are like past. loud as fuck. Yeah, oh, my so... God.
0: I hate Priuses like that. You can't hear them like at all. It's interesting, though, what we were saying about how he couldn't hear any cars. Because a
1: sunroom isn't as insulated as the rest of the house anyway.
0: Right. But maybe that's... Maybe there's some weird thing about the house that's why nobody heard anything on the outside when all the gunshots were going on. Oh, off. maybe, yeah.
1: But yeah, I know. I don't know. That's possible. It's
0: like you can't hear anything from the inside, and nobody can hear on the outside what's going on on the inside. Maybe. I don't know
1: what kind of weird builders were building this place. Right, or what kind of like spirit shield
0: wall or something got going on here. Right,
1: because the house was built in 1924.
0: And it's only sound insulation, not heat insulation, apparently.
1: Well, at first, the weird shit is just kind of weird. You know, George recalls laying in bed. you are waking up at
0: 3.15 almost every night.
1: Right, well, I wake up. Well,
0: so do I, but that's because my children run sleep for me.
1: Yeah. George recalls laying in bed and hearing the front door slam so he'd hurry downstairs because he thought someone had come or left the house to find Harry asleep at the door and the door locked. He'd hear all kinds of fucked up noises coming from downstairs, what sounded like a ton of people just walking around. He recalls hearing what he called a marching band tuning up. So I'm just That's very a interesting bunch of and weird, specific random kind of noises cuz I can under kind of think about, I can, I can picture that sound, picture that sound. <laughs> you can picture that sound? Yeah, I've, the 90s was a strange time. <laughs> or he would even just hear like a clock radio going off, and there would be no clock radio going off anywhere. Uh, each time he'd hear some crazy shit happening downstairs, he would hurry downstairs and there would be nothing besides maybe the dog asleep.
0: Right, and not to minimize this, at all, but I feel, though, that the best time to hear shit that's not actually there is at 3.15 in the morning. Or when you're just home alone in general. I hear, like, so many fucked up noises when I'm home alone. Or when it's, like, the middle of the night and all is quiet. Definitely more when I'm home alone because then there is actually no explanation for that, where that fuck that goddamn noise came from. And, and that's you've got what,
1: a two-story house, too.
0: Right, and it and it freaks the fucking shit. I'm down in the kitchen and I hear, like, footsteps upstairs. And right. it's like, what the fuck? Fuck! Nobody is home.
1: Yeah, see around. See, my my house here is a one-story house, and so I don't. There's not all that stuff. There's not a bunch of extra space to for right. noises to be reverberating through. So,
0: but the thing is, is I'm not probably actually hearing actual footsteps. Oh no, it's just stuff that sounds like footsteps, like noises that the fucking house makes. But I don't notice them when, like, say my kids are. Home with me, because and they and are making footsteps. There's they are making footsteps, <laughs> and there's noise, and that the fake footsteps aren't heard above.
1: And there's televisions going, all of that.
0: And televisions going, and all that. It's only Video when it's games like very quiet, and yeah. then you hear all this fucking everything is like super loud and scary that you hear because it seems like it shouldn't, it doesn't belong. That noise, quiet really freaks me out. I don't like it a whole lot.
1: Well, Kathy also claimed that she would feel someone come up behind her and hug her. And she could smell old lady perfume, and these embraces felt comforting.
0: They felt comforting? I would be like, so, like, ew. I know, right? Like, some old lady, like, the feel of some old lady hugging her fucking nasty old lady perfume that would just gross me out. I'd be like, God damn it, this fucking ghost is just sick.
1: Well, she also started aging quickly. Allegedly, even her mother noticed that Kathy was physically aging and appeared much older than she had before moving into the house. Daniel, the oldest son, also remembers smelling the perfume. I mean these events so far, these events were weird and but they weren't consistent enough that the family really thought anything more than just peculiarities and so no one was really freaking out yet, even though like you know your wife or your mother is aging rapidly like
0: well, I think you're probably going to try and come up with a rational. Explanation. That's true. And what are you
1: going to say? Hey, you look like shit, because you know how well that goes over.
0: Yeah, that yeah. does not go over well with any mother and wife Anybody. At
1: all. Anybody. Anybody at no all. No one likes to be told they look like, like
0: shit. Yeah.
1: She also claims, Kathy claims, that one day she fell into a deep sleep and awoke with the face of a hag of like a 90-year-old woman, which remained for hours before her face went back to normal. I, I think these are different occasions and not just different ways of telling the same story mm-hmm. because George says that Kathy's mom saw her look older and it doesn't say that her she was really coming by or anything.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: I believe that after they left and went to Kathy's mom's house, that's when she observed that she looked older.
0: Right. Although I think her mo- her mother did live in the area.
1: Yes. It was in a different, it wasn't in Amityville, but it was in a nearby
2: Part.
0: Some other part of New York, and, some other part I'm of sorry, Long Island. I'm not fucking familiar at all with yeah any of that. Neither so. am I, but
1: it is. She did live in another part of Long Island. At one point, Kathy finds a space behind a bookcase in the basement that had been painted red.
0: Is this the red room?
1: Yes, it was a small room. It was about I think they said four by six feet. Mm-hmm. And the bookcase, like much of the other furniture, had been in the house when they moved in. Uh,
0: I heard it wasn't in the floor plans. No,
1: it was not. The original floor plans did not show the room. And this room would sometimes smell like shit. And other times it wouldn't. And like literally like excrement, like shit, like someone took a dump in the middle of the room.
0: Well, maybe it was sewer lines it wasn't, or... It was not nowhere near <laughs> any of the
1: sewer stuff. They tried to get the dog to go into the room, and you would not... He would cower and back up, and would not go into that room. He had wanted nothing to do with the basement after they opened that room at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Smart dogs. Well, dog. dogs, yeah, Smart and dogs dog. smell things way better than us. Oh, I mean, yeah. that... dude, that smells like shit in there. Although yeah, it's a dog,
1: exactly. so you'd think he'd be like, oh, "It smells
0: like shit in there." Mm-hmm. Shit, my favorite. But no, apparently, this was not mm-hmm. shit that he was into. It was bad shit. It was bad shit for sure.
1: So pretty soon. Pretty soon, neither George nor Kathy would leave the house very often. George stops going to work, and Kathy actually enlo- enrolled in a college class and she paid for it and she just didn't go. This is when George is getting George is also getting sick, losing weight, always cold. But I think he stopped
0: bathing too. At some point, he was just totally looking like shit too.
1: And apparently, they just were still had people over. Mm-hmm. At first, they came. they they'd invite people over because the house was charming, and they just, they'd rather go here than, you know, you guys should come over here. We don't need to go out.
0: Well, probably because they're also trying to get stuff done, and they just didn't want to have to leave the house. I mean, I don't know. And it
1: was a big fucking house. Right. So they were probably pretty proud of it.
0: Yeah, then, it was a nice house. I mean, they got a good oh, yeah. deal on that house on account on of the house. fucking All six the people slaughtered in it the year yeah. before. I mean... Nothing gets you good real estate at a at a good price like a little fucking murder.
1: Yeah, like a little six person slaughter.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a mass murder. That's that's a great discount.
1: Well, that's just how it started. First, it was just like we like our house, come see it. Later, I believe it was probably because they wanted to see if like, anyone dude, do heard you see shit. this
0: too? Like, are you seeing and this? And they
1: did. Their friends did. George claims that unnamed friends w- would be in the kitchen. They'd hear a bunch of footsteps upstairs, and the kids would go upstairs to find all the kids asleep in bed, no one else around. So it's great for the Lutzes that they got confirmation from their friends that they weren't crazy. Mm -hmm. It's also kind of shitty that they got confirmation from their friends because that means they weren't crazy. Right. And so that means something's fucking happening.
0: Something actual is happening that needs to be dealt with.
1: George starts talking about having thoughts that were not his own thoughts, disturbing thoughts that went against his nature. Uh, This is, you know, he's also waking up at 3.15 a.m., and normally he's got this urge to go check the boathouse.
0: But instead he puts on his wife's nightgown. Oh, yeah? No, I was just, I was joking. Oh. Just then, because, you know, he was getting, like, the weird urges.
1: Oh, weird urges, yeah. I was just
0: embellishing on the weird urges. There you go, there you go.
1: Uh, Kathy's got severe nightmares, and the children are fighting like motherfuckers now. Daniel also confirms that crazy shit would start happening around – would peak at around 3.15 a.m.
0: Yeah, but then wouldn't that be weird if he, like, went out to the boathouse, but instead of, like, going out to the boathouse as usual because, you know, like, hey, that's not fucking, like, weird at all to wake up in the middle of the night and go check the fucking boathouse every night. But then, yeah, like, you know, he puts on her earrings and her nightgowns and Makeup and lipstick. yeah. Puts his hair around. like He had kind of the, like the long 70s shack. He could do it very much like your fucking hair is right now. Just put a little tiny ponytail there. Oh, yeah, the yeah.
1: Maybe he mascaras his beard so it just really pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There you go. Then down he goes to the boathouse. And so maybe, like, Kathy is, like, aware of this, like, the boathouse trips. But then she comes in. She, she gets up and puts on his, his strap. No. No. <laughs> That's not what she does. She goes down and she confronts him in the boathouse and she's like okay now this is getting weird
1: it was only weird because, because he went you know to the george house. is just like
0: what like you know with like hairy legs and a fucking like looking like what's his name from mash
1: <laughs> yes smoking <laughs> a joint in the boathouse <laughs> like, there's a cold spot here man <laughs> want to hit this uh... well also according to george missy had an imaginary friend called Jody. Jody was supposedly an entity that would show itself to the child in different forms. These forms included a pig, sometimes an angel. Kathy and George both report seeing a pig several times in the vicinity of Missy, only to disappear when they came to investigate it. So they'd see Missy upstairs in a room or something Mm from outside, and there'd be a pig just hanging out with her, and they'd be like, what the shit is a pig doing in the house? And they'd scamper upstairs, and there's nothing around. Or they'd see... Like it retreating and it would look back and it would just have like these red glowing eyes.
0: Okay, the red glowing eyes. Now, see, this is funny because I was watching a documentary where they were trying to like dispute this one aspect of it about the pig, right? And they were like, "Oh, well, actually, the pig was the neighbor's cat, and apparently Ronnie Junior, murderer, that previously lived in the house, Butch, Butch." I'm calling him Ronnie Jr. Okay?
1: RJ.
2: RJ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently, he used to call that neighbor's cat the pig because it was like a giant fat cat. And this one person is kind of retelling the story like, oh, actually, it was this neighbor who was, uh, you know, referred to as the pig by the previous murderer or owner. Right. Or resident, I should say. He wasn't the owner but actually that was just the neighbor's cat and this cat had would come up to the window and would look at you and it would have glowing red eyes oh. and i'm just like why does this discount something here because i i don't know of any cat that has glowing red eyes it was like it was just the cat going up to the window with its glowing red oh, eyes no, no, it wasn't cats, a, a cats pig are, I mean, come on.
1: What cats <laughs> have glowing eyes. Clearly this, it was not, not a red. floating
0: pig with glowing red eyes. This was just the neighbor's cat who has glowing red eyes, okay? They are totally fucking lying, you guys. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, hmm.
1: And they're not usually red.
0: They're not usually red. I don't I mean, think I've ever seen a cat a with red. flicker of red
1: in it while it's, you know. But they, I don't think they that there's just shine any
0: actual mammal that has glowing red eyes. I think that's just like a movie thing. Well, not something Glowing. Like Evil.
1: It's it's just a reflection of the light. That's how they have, night right? Vision. But it
0: but it doesn't usually glow red.
1: Not straight up red. Not like a fucking red LED. Like
0: maybe like red eye if you took a picture of it. Like oh yeah, red eye.
1: And that's if you don't get the laser eye cat. mm Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But and, not and, not just like but you see it through the window and glowing red eyes.
1: And to see a, a pig, I mean, a pig, and a cat look very different. Mm-hmm. Granted, I haven't seen a lot of pigs running around just in public, and so I've never really had the opportunity to mistake a pig for a cat. Mm-hmm. I've had plenty of opportunities to mistake a cat for a pig, as I see cats all the time, and I've never done it.
0: Right, and I can see how maybe you would call a cat a pig if it was giant oh, yeah. and fat. but Yeah,
1: but usually I just call it tubby. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I've never seen a fucking cat with glowing red eyes. So there's that. I think it's funny though that it was a pig because that makes me think of my youngest daughter. Scarlet is that's her favorite animal is a pig. Is it pig
1: mm-hmm.
0: One day I told her that that's what bacon's made out of. I'm sure because she, she likes loved bacon that. and she like almost cried because yeah. she's like, but I love pigs. I was uh, like, yeah, yeah you well, love to eat them too. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> they also taste really super good, especially for breakfast or any time of the day. Any time of the day is a good time for bacon.
1: Well, I hope that your kids. Drawings of pigs are better than Melissa's, because I found some of that kid's pictures online of the pig, and it looks vaguely pig-like, and there's a bunch of like circles around it,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like some, it's like the first child's right shit that they would put on the on the refrigerator, but the parents realize that their kids aren't bang fucking go, and they just like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know throw them away now. So it's just one of those things.
0: Right, where it's like, oh yeah, that's really great, sweetie. I'll put yeah. that up on the refrigerator until appropriate length of time has passed before I throw it in the garbage. Until I wipe
1: my ass with it, you little bastard.
0: <sighs> I don't go that far. No, not to You're your such own daughters. A
1: dick. Just to other people's children. In interviews, Daniel says that George was involved with Satanism. He remembers yeah. the family bookshelves being filled with books on the occult and demonism.
0: Hmm, I didn't get a Satanist vibe off of George. No, not so much. Yeah. Especially I,
1: with the priest friend.
0: Right, yeah, like that's odd.
1: So Daniel believes that George had accidentally summoned the force that was haunting them or had summoned it on purpose and then lost control.
0: I think he Daniel's just, got some dad issues. He
1: blames George for everything. Like oh, he also, yeah, because
0: George was his stepdad. Yep. That's right. He
1: also claims that George was abusive and would beat the children for arguing too much. Which could be part of what George said with his changing personality. And Mm -hmm. everyone's personality was changing at this point.
0: Right. I mean, maybe it was just like, I mean, that was still something that was considered like a family problem at the time. Like, you could pretty much beat your kids like as much as you fucking wanted to. Yeah,
1: how fucked up is that?
0: (laughs) Right? I mean, by the 70s, like, yeah, like maybe. It
1: was frowned on. It
0: was frowned on and probably you weren't supposed to like really beat them, like make them Really fucked up and injured. Right. Like, you could totally get away with up until, well, maybe not that recently, but.
1: Still. You used to be still, able to get rid of.
0: Yeah. But you could definitely still smack them around. Probably hit them with hairbrushes and stuff like that.
1: Wooden spoons. Mm-hmm.
0: You could still totally bust a wooden spoon on somebody's ass or fucking smack them in the fucking fa- in the mouth for fucking mouthing off and, yeah.
1: Well, Daniel remembers some other things from his stay at the house. He remembers once Missy, awakening from a nightmare about the murders, you know, some of which happened in her room. Right. And then she felt cold arms embrace her, and they left red welts on her chest. Uh, He recalls seeing the demonic pig thing with the glowing eyes looking outside through the window.
0: Or just the neighbor's cat with glowing eyes. Right.
1: Regardless, (laughs) Missy believed it to be Jody, and that Jody wanted to be let in. And then they checked outside for it, which is a stupid idea. I would not have gone outside to go check out a fucking demon pig. they like, nope, we're going to lock that door.
0: Well, unless the child's convinced that it's a friendly demon pig. I mean, it doesn't seem like she was overly afraid of it. I don't
1: think it was Melissa. It, it seemed more like it was uh, the adults that went out and checked it out. Oh, okay. Now, they claim to have found a cloven hoof prints in the snow. Now, according to Snopes, there was no snow at that time in the area.
0: Well, it is an island I mean that ten places near water tend to have less snow yeah just in general
1: and this was on supposedly on January 1st of 1976 uh, Daniel was also a witness to the bite marks appearing on George's right ankle with no mouth present uh, however there's an alternate version of the story that says George tripped over a China lion and that's when the bite marks appeared you know one of those
0: those like floor Ones where they're like brass yeah. and they're like got like a big mat, wide open mouth.
1: But they're the Chinese lion things that are on like the temples or some mm-hmm. shit out there. Hmm. Just a littler one, obviously. They also make claims of seeing green ooze coming out of stuff, um, crucifixes turning upside down, which I think is a weird thing because an upside down crucifix is Saint Peter's cross, which was the way that Saint Peter was crucified. And so it's not really an evil thing. So it's weird. Maybe waiting.
0: it is. Maybe they really, maybe, but like Satan really hated St. Peter. Okay. And it's just like, maybe. Fuck you, St. Peter. Uh, I don't even care that Jesus died. It's like, I want to pretend this is St. Peter. I'm going to turn it up. Maybe. Side down, motherfucker. Maybe. Because that, that could be that is the could thought be. that that keeps me fucking warm at night maybe, in hell. Maybe Saint
1: Peter, Saint owed Peter Satan on his five upside bucks. down
0: motherfucking cross.
1: Maybe Saint Peter owed Satan five bucks and then got crucified without paying up, and now Saint Peter's in heaven and the devil can't get
0: the cash. All right, and he's just pissed about it. So everywhere he goes, he turns those crosses upside down because
1: fuck Saint Peter. Is fuck what he's Saint saying. Peter. Well, the second to last night they spent in the house was a hell of a night. George says that this was basically what broke the camel's back. In bed, Kathy has levitated away from him, and he's unable to move, and they feel something get into bed with them.
0: Yeah, you know, like, that's kind of the point where I'd kind of be out of there, too. Like, okay, like, this is going a little far. No shit. Like, now we're levitating shit, and you're getting into bed with me. That's a little bit intimate. I'm not into that.
1: They can hear the children all being slammed up and down on the floor and being all dragged around upstairs. They hear these pigeons in the air conditioner. Which, there was no sign of pigeons in the air conditioner unit How do you later. even hear,
0: know that it's pigeons in the air conditioner? It's like, a, I don't know, like the little...
1: I, I'm i imagining this, <laughs> they meant birds, just in general. And since it's New York, there's probably just a shitload of pigeons. And so, pigeons is
0: sort of... I would think there'd be like more like birds. seagulls like in Amityville.
1: I think seagulls may be a little bit too big to get in an air conditioning unit, while pigeons are just the right size.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't see pigeons getting in there either, actually, to... Well, they checked, and there was no you. pigeons in there, so. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah.
1: Uh, the lights were also flickering on and off. Uh, poor Harry had a shitty night, too. He was walking in circles and puking. The next morning, the boys are trying to get down the stairs to George, but they can't. And George can't get up the stairs to them.
0: Dude, it's like poltergeist again, you know? Like mm-hmm. like where you're frozen and you can't. Right, and Kathy yeah. remembers
1: almost nothing of this. But Missy was just walked right down the stairs and was like, what? Well, like, what's going on ass? you guys,
0: what's up? what's up, what's fools? What's... So you know, I have mind. nightmares about that. That's when I have like one of my nightmare themes is. You know, in Poltergeist, when she's, like, running down the hall trying to get to her kids, they're screaming, and, like, the hallway just keeps getting longer and longer, and she's just running. Like, I have dreams about that where I can't, like, get to where I'm going. Either that or I'm, like, super fucked up and I can't walk. I keep trying to, but I keep falling, and I'm trying to, like, crawl on the ground, but I'm so dizzy. I keep falling over even on my hands and knees. unable
1: to go anywhere. I'm unable to go
0: anywhere, basically, yes. And uh, there's something, like, really pressing going on that makes me uh, think I do need to go somewhere, and it's very stressful that I can't. Yes, so. I've had
1: dreams like that, too. I hate those dreams.
0: Those dreams suck so bad.
1: Or when you do something like you accidentally kill your mom, and you're like, fuck, I can't believe I just killed my mom.
0: I, did, I don't think I've accidentally killed people, but I have accidentally ended up with a dead body on my hands.
1: Oh, no, I've accidentally killed before. And that is In my dreams. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I get it. In your dreams, right?
1: In my dreams.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then it's just like, what the fuck do I do with this goddamn dead body? This is I'm going to get blamed for this. Right. Like, how am I going to hide this? I'm going to be stressing about this every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to be worried about this body getting discovered.
1: Here's what you do, Joanna. (laughs) And Dream Joanna calls Dream Nate because Dream Nate just shot a motherfucker. And so he's got a body to hide, too. So we'll just hide our bodies together. And then you'll have help. I'm just going to
0: give you my body. And then if anything happens, I'm putting the blame on you. What a bitch. Yep. Well... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, though, they are able to finally uh, move from their positions around the house and get the fuck out.
1: Well, first off, they actually, they're, they're still, they, this is still the second to last night. They, okay. still, they still haven't left yet. They At this point, they've decided that they need to get back in touch with Father Ray. And it takes them all day because they're having. This phone is the problems. point that
0: they decide to do that, like I know, right? I feel like Father Ray should have been called two weeks ago, and when nothing happened, this is the point where you just
1: fucking you leave. Just leave. Yeah. You just
0: fucking yeah. leave. Well, okay, so Father Ray is called again. So they finally no one are leaves in, just yet. They're
1: finally able to get into contact with him. They've been trying to call him, and.
0: Yeah, I heard that there was something, there was always like a bad connection and he could never give them the message that, no, there was an evil voice and you need to get out of that house, which is probably what he should have just told them in the first place. Right.
1: When they do get in touch with him, he says, leave someplace for one night, just one night, and just just to get some sleep. So they, okay, we'll do that. We'll go to Kathy's mom's house. And so the following afternoon, because so they they stayed there another night. The, because
0: they just weren't quite it's like you know this just seems like too much for to, to do today exactly like, So I'm kind of tired at this point I've already had a couple glasses of wine didn't really I really sleep just sleep much yeah I'm just really not motivated quite at this point to leave like this is something I feel like can be put off to the next day I would probably do something stupid like that I, I admit that I have these days especially like just bouts of laziness where I'm just like you know what I just I just fucking can't right you just fuck it I'm just like fuck it. I just can't fucking deal Wait with this until tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep, exactly.
1: The day they finally left was January 14th, 1976, a Wednesday. So they moved in on a Wednesday, and they left on a Wednesday.
0: Is there something significant about Wednesday other than it's a stupid time to fucking move? No, okay. no. It just that was just a coincidence.
1: Mm-hmm. I found a uh, like a thing online where you can enter the date and it tells you what the day of the week was, and so.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, like, autistic savants who can actually, like, just do that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah,
1: I have a website to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would need a website, too. But oh, yeah. It's, it's, I just think it's kind of a. am crazy... not a savant of any sort. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just kind of crazy that there's people where you can just be like, oh, yeah, like, August 13th, 1898, and they're just like, oh, Tuesday.
1: I mean, wow, that's some serious shit. Mm-hmm. So they leave. Unfortunately, that didn't really work out so well for them either. Children had nightmares all nights. Something was fucking with a dog. And again, George and Kathy were experiencing some sort of levitation. I'm not sure if they were physically being levitated themselves or if objects were and they were just on the objects or what. But once they were outside of the fucking murder house, they started being able to think clearly again.
0: Although they did have nightmares for the rest of their lives. They continued to be plagued by nightmares.
1: Which, you know, big shock if you even only thought you saw all this.
0: Right, right.
1: They felt that Butch killed his family due to the influence of what was in that house. And so they set up a meeting with his lawyer. Now, this is a couple of months after he was sentenced. And according to George, the attorney told him a bunch of weird stories about the housekeeper of the house. Other stories, other random stories that I couldn't find place else that had been heard about over the years.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, like, the, the lawyer tends to kind of say that the the Lutz's story is like a hoax, so that they came up with it. Yeah, They yeah. all, like, got fucking super drunk. Like, the, the slime coming out of the walls, that was, after he showed them crime scene photos where they had, like, uh, used the fingerprinting dust. Oh. Because they were looking for fingerprints all over the house. Right, right. And they're, yeah, and so they're like, oh, hey, that's the slime, and, you know, this is that, and... Although I feel like maybe they claimed, like, he came to them with, like, a proposition to, like, get, a, like, a book and movie deal, too. I think because he was already trying to get one for Ronnie Jr. Right, right. Because, uh, you know, I mean, that in itself was such a bizarre case. Oh, yeah. So he's already trying to, like, make some profit off of it. Oh, no, this
1: shit, too? But
0: now this shit, too. And then he's saying, like, he kind of fed it all to them and gave them a hoax. But I think maybe also... He's kind of covering his ass a little bit for maybe showing them stuff that they weren't supposed to see, like crime yeah. scene photos oh, and yeah. discussing aspects of the case that were probably supposed to be, like, fucking confidential and shit because of, like, attorney-client privilege and shit like that.
1: Well, he did call in this criminologist, the lawyer did, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy ended up being a, a fucking I mean, writer. Well, yeah, and, and so he just took everything they said and put it in a new in an article mm-hmm. in a magazine.
0: And, so, I mean, the thing is, is that even if you are discussing a case for where you think it's going to be like helpful for your client, you're only, like, taking, like, their information. You're not like, okay, and, like, here are some crime scene photos. Right. Like, let's have you, let's just show you that, and let me tell you a lot of details about the case that people aren't supposed to know. It's like, no, you're only getting what is helpful to your client from them.
1: Not, there's not, no no trading of information. Yet. Exactly. And at this point, exactly, really, Over a
0: fucking huge amounts of alcohol, no right. less. And I apparently mean, the
1: Lutzes didn't even drink.
0: Yeah, but... I think I think maybe he's playing up the hoax part a little bit in order to kind of cover his own ass about no, other
1: stuff. I don't know. In case we have any lawyer listeners <laughs> I'm sure you're just fine. But I don't know about this guy. He just seems like a greasy dude.
0: He does seem well, he is a lawyer. I yeah. mean, not to not to insult lawyers out there. I, right. I, I know some really cool and awesome lawyers, but
1: yes. But he seems like they the have like the sleazy nineteen seventies I'm defending a fucking murderer lawyer.
0: Right. So. And I'm going to try and get a book and movie deal out of it. Right. So, And here's yeah. these crime scene photos. And here's these crime scene <laughs> photos. <laughs> so, yeah, that just didn't seem all, uh, it's not like he's so stand up I'm going to be like, okay, well, I completely believe that this was a hoax and, and you are 100% saying the truth of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing is about that is self-serving on your end or.
1: They claimed for the rest yeah. of their lives he was bullshitting them, mm-hmm. that he was just a, a bullshitter. So Yeah. Well, fast forward, not very long, about a month. February 1976, Ed and Lorraine Warren traveled to Amityville, New York. Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators. Ed was a World War II veteran and a self-taught demonologist, author, and a lecturer. He actually died in 2006 at 79 years old.
0: I know, I read that.
1: Lorraine Warren, who is still alive, and I believe 91, is a clairvoyant and a medium. So these were kind of two real-life Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, and they actually, I don't know, I mean, I kind of like Ed and Lorraine.
1: I do too, I think they're awesome.
0: I think Ed and Lorraine are legit awesome people. Yeah, they're badasses. Mm -hmm, Because, you know, they weren't a whole lot, like, trying to do this for profit and fame type of people. No. Like, they would record stuff, but that was basically... Evidence. Evidence, yeah. yeah. I tried to watch an episode of, like, Medium Matters, I think is what it was, about the Amityville. Oh, right. And, like, the psychic lady on that is convinced that she had all these connections without speaking to Ronnie Jr. from prison. Like, this is more like, you know, in today time. Uh Uh-huh. And that, you know, he's possessed by the devil. And that she has to find out what is possessing him and removing him because... When he dies in prison, whatever is possessing his soul is going to move on to somebody else. And she could prove that she was communicating to him through her mind because he told her where to find, like, this old, like, Indian head coin in the forest where he buried it. And she just happens to just drive up and find this coin. There's
1: no problem. It's like, bing. Yeah,
0: bing, because she is in communication with him. And that is the point where I just, like, turned it off because I was just like, oh, my God, like, enough is enough. Like, I can't. Deal with this, Like, okay? Done, done. Like it's just too over the top. It's just too much. But Ed and Lorraine managed to like not be that way because I'm not get- discounting the fact that people can be clairvoyant. Oh and yeah, psychic. totally. Like I totally believe that some people can be because we you use... know we we use so little of our brain. exactly. And I think it's just somebody who can, you know, has an extra you know, ability. Ability, just, yeah. yeah. Who's to say, say can it use some can't. part of are that the their mind that the rest of us can't. Just because it's not can, scientifically proven right.
1: doesn't mean it doesn't exist.
0: Right. And they can uh they can feel things that are there that we just can't interpret ourselves. So I'm not I'm not saying it's not true that there aren't you know that there aren't psychics or clairvoyants or mediums or anything like that. But, but sometimes but it some is of bullshit. Them, yeah sometimes it is total bullshit. Yeah. And the bullshit ones, like, just really annoy me. Oh, like, yeah, Like, really bad. Definitely. But, and I tend to be more of a skeptic than an acceptor. But Ed and Lorraine is just one where I'm just like, oh, yeah, totally.
1: They would also train other people in demonology.
0: Mm-hmm. The only aspect I don't like so much is, again, the church thing.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Because I don't like to attribute anything that is a miracle or bad or evil That's all, you know, as what is written in the Bible and not even necessarily in the Bible, but, like, that is basic Catholic dogma. Exactly. exactly. I don't, you know.
1: I'm I'm right there with you on that. Yeah. Well, what I was able to confirm from several sources is that the Warrens and a few of their friends and a media crew, they went to the house on two separate occasions. Right, yeah. The first was in February, and they just went on this initial visit to check shit out pretty much just to make sure they weren't being bullshitted.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: actual investigation occurred in March.
0: March 6th, I believe.
1: Now, there are discrepancies as to what events happen on what visit and even who is present at what visit. I've got sort of what I've been able to piece together what happened, but there may be some things that actually happened at different occasions. Right.
0: It's not 100% whether Shaggy and Scooby were at both.
1: Exactly. They enter the house on February 24th, 1976 to begin with. That was a Tuesday. Lorraine describes feeling a sense of sadness and depression throughout the house. She experienced non-stop audio and visual clairvoyant phenomena. Now, clairvoyance is the ability to gain information through extrasensory means, and it is roughly broken up into three categories, seeing the future, seeing the past, and seeing in the now but far away, remote viewing. In the basement, Ed felt a strong inhuman presence that drove him to the floor. He commanded the entity to reveal itself in the name of Jesus Christ and he saw that it was no ghost, and he immediately felt something trying to lift him off the ground. So, it being no ghost means it was not a person.
0: And maybe he just does that because they gets sick of uh, always, you know, people always like throwing around Jesus' name. I it's know. It's like, right? God damn it. You know what? I really don't care about that. <laughs> it's
1: like, Seriously, I'm just so sick of this.
0: <laughs> totally. It's like I am some completely different entity. And it's got nothing to do with uh, the classic devil or Jesus. I really wish you would stop throwing this guy's name around. He fucking means nothing to me. Nothing.
1: On the second floor, (laughs) Lorraine and Channel 5 anchorman Marvin Scott are looking around. In the sewing room, Scott mentions to Lorraine that he hopes this is as close to hell as he ever gets. They take a look into Melissa's room, and immediately Lorraine knows that the furniture in the room was the same furniture that had belonged to the murdered kids. The Lutzes had been letting their children sleep in the same fucking beds those kids had been shot in. Now, it wasn't the mattresses, but it was like the bed frames still. That's just,
0: I wouldn't do that. I would be like, you know, I think we need to get rid of this. Now,
1: George denies this, (laughs) but the parents' bedroom was the same deal. Only the mattress had been switched out on the bed.
0: How is that even in the house still? I mean, I would be like, I want all the furniture No fucking gone. shit. It's like no you, should be get, shit. you should be able to get that with your mass murder discount. Right. Like, like along with my mass murder discount, I would like you to clear out the entire fucking house and no like scrub shit. it down. And no I don't shit. want any of the, like the dead people's furniture they were fucking murdered on to be left behind. Thank you.
1: Fuck all of that. Seriously.
0: Uh, Yeah. Totally fuck all that. I mean, unless they came through first and we're like, oh no, we'd like to keep it all, but I just, I, no, no. I would not. I would not either. No Even way. if it was really nice furniture. Even
1: if it wasn't murder furniture, I may not want it.
0: Just because somebody else used it?
1: Just, well, depends what it is.
0: Well, some stuff is like second. I mean, like pianos. I mean, those oh, are Oh, i keep a fucking shit. piano. Yeah.
1: I'd totally keep a piano.
0: I think there was a piano there. I'm just saying that because I feel like I saw a picture of a piano. I'd, I'd keep that. That'd be fun. Yeah.
1: Even if someone was killed on the piano. Like, yeah, it's a piano. Right. Come on. Not the blood from between between I
0: slept on like a dead lady's bed for like a long time, and my mom made my daughters sleep on them too when they Whoa. when we first moved in because they were like somebody. It was like a neighbor that in Chicago. Oh, who had these like really old like mahogany beds, and they're fucking pain in the ass because they're kind of slightly bigger than a twin but not full size. Yeah, yeah. Because they're from like nineteen hundred. And they're old as shit, right? And they're like death traps again because you can get (laughs) caught like between the mattress and like the bed frame, like super easily. Dead. Yeah, and it's really high up too. So wow. So yeah, I finally got rid of those eventually, but you know, beds. I mean, I don't know. I guess some people would like that, but I mean, if somebody had been murdered in them, I just, I don't know. I mean, my mom's. Oh,
1: murdered? No, if, if. My mom's a pretty
0: crazy hoarder when it comes to, like, secondhand classic furniture. That's, like, nice, but I don't know. I just don't know that she would actually get, like, murder furniture.
1: Well, Lorraine was also asked to, to talk to the spirits in the house to find out what happened. One of these spirits was Ronald DeFeo. She said that his spirit was so sinister and so awful that she didn't believe there was anything she could do to get rid of it.
0: Well, apparently he wasn't a very nice guy in life. I mean, no. this is one of the reasons why also people were convinced that Ronnie Jr. had shot him, and that possibly Don, the other daughter had been in on it. The older daughter had been in on it too is because apparently he was very abusive. he like abused their mother in front of them and was also abusive to Ronnie and Don at least, and yeah. I don't know about the younger kids but but yeah he people would already yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was kind of well known that it was a rather volatile relationship. Yeah.
1: Well, many of the other people were sick that came to this investigation, were sick, and they were passing out. They were experiencing heart palpitations, and this wasn't even them getting into it. This was just the right. Yeah, it was
0: like one of the camera crew, I think, for the news channel that actually like had chest pains. Going up the stairs or something like I that. I think
1: that was on the second visit, but again, it's hard to say. I yeah, have that I down in the second visit.
0: Right. I I don't really have like what happened in the first or what happened in the second, except well, it doesn't say which is first or second. But that fucking picture. Did you see the fucking picture
1: of the boy? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just let's just let's skip to that because that's fucking. You creepy want to skip to fact. that? Yeah, okay. Let's, let's skip to well, that. Everyone's getting sick. Everyone's reacting to like all the evil presence blah blah yeah. blah but there is a camera that is in a fixed point of the house that is going off like I don't know what is it like every 30 seconds it's taking a, Something like a that. picture
1: it's, and it's got infrared film on it
0: mhm this is like old school because yeah this is like 70s this is yep. 70s like paranormal investigation like having just like a uh, an actual camera going on you know if that shit wasn't digital you can just no, have like, no a camera digital. just like fucking running 24/7 and it's not actually even using up I mean, that's shit where it's, like, actually using physical film and stuff, and you just...
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You
0: can splurge on that and have it be doing that. So instead, yeah, this timer camera that would just take a picture at whatever length of time you set it to. And in this case, I think it was about 30 seconds. But in one of these pictures, and this is, like, a long time after. This is, like, a couple of years later, I think. It
1: was a while afterwards. It was
0: a while afterwards going through all... Because, I mean, there was hundreds of them because they took them over, like, I don't know. I don't know how many hours
1: but nevertheless every 30 but nevertheless, seconds yeah that's, that's, a, that's a lot a of shitload. pictures that's a shitload That's
0: of a lot of pictures but in one of these pictures there's suddenly the image of a little boy in one of the doorways of one of the bedrooms with white eyes with white eyes On the which stage, it was which the stairs. looks like it was that an... looks like you know kind of red eye yeah well that was probably Except it's black in black and white film. yeah
1: now what they claim is that this is actually one of the investigators a guy named Paul Bartz
0: who happened to be shorter than a doorknob
1: well they showed a picture and they, what they said was that The boy was wearing a shirt that looked like the one that Paul was wearing. Now, I saw a picture of the picture of the boy and a picture of Paul on that day, one right next to the other. Uh Uh-huh. And you know what? I don't understand why they would have thought that was Paul because he (laughs) does not look like a child, and you can't really tell in the shirt. Like, that, I mean, maybe it was similar in that they both had stripes, But, I mean, come on.
0: Right, this is like, oh no, it was just the fucking cat with glowing red eyes. Exactly. Not a pig with red eyes. I don't
1: see how that could possibly be Paul Bart's.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all adults there, and as far as I know, none of them suffered from, like, dwarfism. Which is, you know, what would have needed to be happening, because that kid's head, you can see, it's like right by the door. I mean...
1: So it was probably. Clearly,
0: it is like just a little over doorknob height. That is yeah. like the oh, height yeah. of a child.
1: Unless like a guy was sitting down. Yeah, unless he and... was like
0: on his knees, like hovering oh, well, the at the door. Top of the
1: stairs, so it could have been sitting off the stairs, you know, with your like
0: legs. Well, going you up can the stairs, see the banister, but... but I don't think. I I feel like it was coming from inside the room. Like it was. It looked
1: like more yeah. it was coming out of the room.
0: So, why would you be in the doorway of the room coming out on your knees?
1: I don't think it was that guy.
0: I don't think it was that guy. I don't think it was any guy that was physically there. I don't think it was any part of any. I don't think it was anybody that was in the house.
1: Many say it was the youngest child, the youngest murdered child.
0: Uh, That's what I would fucking say about it.
1: Looks more like that than it looks like a grown ass man. That's Mm -hmm. for goddamn sure. Yeah. So, that was a picture that was taken on March 6th which is a Saturday.
0: Okay, so this is the, this is the second time. This
1: then. is the real investigation. So Ed and Lorraine, they got their team with them, along with the Channel 5 News team. The Channel 5 team consists of Laura Dido, who's the assistant, Steve Petropolis, who's the cameraman, and Marvin Scott, the anchorman, who is the same guy who is from the previous one. They also have Mary Pascarella, who is a time walker, who is a friend of Lorraine and Ed. She recalls saying the Our Father prayer and looking out the door to see a group of people saying the same prayer backwards. Uh, the time walker, by the way, is a person that can see past events in a location, a form of mm-hmm. clairvoyance.
0: Right, so always one of the three, so she's one who can see something in the past? Yes. But not the future. Correct. Okay.
1: During a seance, both Mary and Alberta Riley, who is a psychic, felt ill. They witnessed a black shadow that formed a head and moved. It moved towards Mary, and she felt quite threatened by it and actually had to be helped out of the room. Alberta said that her heart was racing from seeing the form, and then, yes, the cameraman also experienced heart palpitations and shortness of breath on the stairs.
0: Now, the reporter, though, I commended her, honestly, because I think she...
1: The assistant?
0: No, well, just who are the... Was it Laura? Is that her name, Laura Dino? Yeah, she
1: was, she was the assistant.
0: Right, but she reported... I think it's
1: actually the Dio. I pronounced it incorrectly last time. Oh, okay.
0: Didio? Yes. That sounds better. That sounds more like a last name. (laughs) It does. (laughs) So, Lord Didio, I kind of respected her point of view on it, which was that she saw everything that was happening to the others that were there. She saw their reactions, and she said some of it was quite off-putting, some of the things that happened, but she herself didn't see or feel anything, but she said it in a way where it wasn't like yeah, Everyone was like totally faking. I mean, she she said like, no. I generally saw these reactions, and it it was very odd at how much they reacted, and and it seemed very genuine the way they that they reacted to these things. She but herself that, didn't. But she experience herself anything. didn't experience anything. She only saw what they were experiencing.
1: And I'm sure she was like, thank fuck for that too.
0: Right. Totally. <laughs> and I mean. People that you know are genuine psychics and mediums are obviously going to
1: going to be way more sensitive to that. Kind right, of shit. exactly. And then also, if you're, I would imagine if you know about this stuff, like George did. I mean, he was just you know he, he was a demonologist. Maybe mm-hmm. you know how to see this stuff, or maybe you be, you make yourself a target because you have this knowledge.
0: It could be. Also, I think sometimes though there might be. A, I mean, not. I'm not trying to diss George and Lorraine Ed. at all. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: George. I think I said George too. You did
0: say George, and yeah. that's what fucked me up. It was up. Ed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ed was a self-taught demonologist. Ed not is a George.
0: self-taught demonologist. I'm not trying to like diss Ed and Lorraine at all, but I think sometimes there might be kind of like a group thing going on where it's like other people are experiencing it, and then you yourself can find ways of seeing things that maybe aren't 100 percent the way they are. Okay, so like
1: like a low-key deal of past sort of thing.
0: Like yeah, a little bit. Like example, I'm watching stuff on the Amityville thing on my phone on YouTube while I am sitting in a hot fucking bath the other day cuz every day is like long and stressful and I'm just like, okay, here, I'm going to bath time, but let me get some research done, you know, almost like a what do you call that when you like when you sleep and you're watching something? Nose? No, like how you absorb information, oh, osmosis. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not really, like, looking. I'm just kind of, like, laying in my bath Yeah, uh, yeah, just kind
1: of
2: letting it stealing, wash over. Yeah,
0: my, and I'm just listening. But they're starting to talk about all this fucked up shit that they're seeing in the house, and it's pretty creepy. And I'm in my bathroom with the grudge strobe light <laughs> going. <laughs> right. Because that's just how it is 24-7. Tiny
1: ass little room. Mm-hmm.
0: And as I look up at the lights, at the fucking grudge strobe light, because, yeah, that's just how my bathroom light is now. Once I looked at it, it started getting faster and faster and faster. The strobe effect.
1: Right, right.
0: And then also, I look up and I. Green news
1: coming out of the wall.
0: No, no green <laughs> news coming out of the wall. But let me tell you that the thing that's on your tub that you flip up and down for the drain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That little piece of the tub. So it's a little bit brass and ornate. And it just started looking evil as fuck. And there's two screws that screwed into the tub and they're like X's. <laughs> and it looks like evil eyes, and like the little up and down pluggy thing is like the nose, and it's, it's like really taking just on... a Phillips
1: head screw. But
0: they're right; just a little it's just bit taking sideways. on this malevolent look, <laughs> much like the actual house had originally right, with its weird right. fucking like eye the, the, windows? The eyeball windows? Yeah, 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 that house looks evil as fuck.
1: They changed the windows. They
0: did change the windows, which I think was like a good idea, but probably. Yeah, and, I mean, I remember that from the original movie. Like, that's one of the things I remember besides the flies is, like, when they made the, the eyes, like, slits. Yeah. And they made him look even creepier than they already did. That it, that was on the money right there. They didn't
1: focus much on the house during in the 2005 movie.
0: Yeah, and that's fucking was, stupid, I think, because I think it's all about the fucking house.
1: Well, in that movie was more all about Ryan Reynolds without a shirt on.
0: Yeah, I guess so. That's probably what sells more movie tickets or whatever. All I'm saying is that I'm creeped out. I'm already in, like, the strobe light grudge bathroom. And, <laughs> right. like, suddenly, because I'm feeling creeped out and I'm tired, everything just starts, like, getting even creepier. Like, the strobe light starts going even quicker. And then the faucet. The drain switches. is the drain glaring switch. at you. And yeah. Evilly. It, and... It's glaring at me evilly. And suddenly has this evil, malevolent face that's just staring at me. And you're
1: naked right now.
0: I'm naked. I mean, like, my feet are up on either side of that Fucking thing's face, and it's just staring right at me. I
1: was at Joanna.
0: Mm hmm. And it's looking very evil. So, so yeah, I mean, I think Ed and Lorraine are pretty legit, but I'm just saying, as far as like, like this person's feeling this and this person's feeling that, like I think sometimes stress and adrenaline can amplify things. Yeah,
1: that's, I would, I would agree with you there.
0: Yeah, that's all I'm saying.
1: See, the, the Warrens also felt the cold spots that George was talking about on the stairs. And Lorraine concluded that whatever was in the house didn't need to stay there if it didn't want to. And it was never something that walked the earth as a human. In short, she believes the house is the crash pad for a demon. And their solution was a cleansing done by an Anglican exorcist or a Roman Catholic priest.
0: A cleansing, not an exorcism, because I guess exorcisms only apply to people that are possessed? Right. Yes. So you can't do an exorcism on... A house.
1: Yes, but the cleansing needed to be done by an Anglican exorcist or a Roman Catholic priest.
0: Mm-hmm, again with a fucking church. Yep.
1: And they're going Church of England or Catholic, whatever, whatever, oh Wow,
0: whatever. That's, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy when you're like, okay, Church of England, you're okay too. Because, I mean, when that,
1: yeah, well, this, that became
0: the, a thing, that was like, you know, the... It was heresy. The heresy, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, anything other than the Catholic fucking church was goddamn heresy, yep. so... Yep. That's that's a you know like how far we've come where they're like okay for a cleansing we'll let, we'll let Either you or. go to an Episcopal church for a cleansing, you can come to us but really we only want the exorcisms we only want like the good stuff typical house cleansing you can go see Father so and so next door at <laughs> the fucking Church of Heresy
1: use three doors down mm-hmm.
0: and... yes <laughs> well the
1: Lutzes opted not to do this they believed that they would be putting the lives of themselves and their kids in peril. And it just simply wasn't worth it. They didn't want to fight with this thing. They just wanted it fucking done with. So on Monday, August 30th, 1976, the property was returned to Columbia Savings and Loan.
0: And here's the thing that, that kind of bothers me about the hoax thing is that you know even in the 70s when things were like more affordable, I just don't see them, like risking everything because people oh, they are, lost are their asses. Yeah, I mean people are basically saying like oh they made all this money oh, off no, of it and this was their plan all along they was to
1: lost their to asses. move
0: out and say that this was you know this happened so that they could make a book and a movie and make a bunch of money this was all elaborate hoax set up by them in order to make money and I'm like no I don't think so even if it I mean that just doesn't really make sense because when you come to when it comes to stuff like this this isn't stuff that's generally believed, like, as you well know. Right. I mean, yeah, it makes good movies and books sometimes, but...
1: It has the uh, the potential to make a good movies or it books. It has the potential, but it, it could also always. totally,
0: like, crash and burn. And you can just be like... And people can just be like, yeah, you're fucking nuts. Like, go fuck yourselves. And I just wouldn't gamble my house and my life savings and every no. possession I owned on maybe people will buy this enough that... It can, you know, sell some books or movies. they
1: didn't make a bunch. I mean, they made a little bit, but they don't. They made
0: a little bit, but not not any any amount where it was like, yeah. (laughs) They had to keep working, and I think they were kind of not in good financial health, so to speak, the rest of their lives. No,
1: they weren't. Now, in 2013, Lorraine was interviewed by Yahoo and was quoted as saying, Amityville was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It followed us straight across the country. I will never go into the Amityville house ever again.
0: Now, Lorraine said that, or Lorraine
1: said that. Lorraine Warren. So, Lorraine. So, this was not the end of it for the Warrens.
0: Okay, I was. I think I got confused on that. I think because I think some articles maybe have conflicting information because I believe I've read stuff where it followed the Lutz family.
1: Well, it did take—it followed the Lutzes But I didn't to, hear about
0: it following the Warrens. It
1: followed the Lutzes to Kathy's mom's house, but then they didn't—I didn't see anything else about But then about once they moved across that. the
0: country, there was— So,
1: no, the, they didn't move yeah. across the country.
0: Yeah, they did. I thought they moved to California.
1: Well, the Warrens, I don't know. Maybe the they Lutzes did. The
0: Lutzes moved to California.
1: Maybe they did. I don't really know.
0: Yeah, the Lutzes moved to California, I believe.
1: But I didn't see anything about them being haunted after that. Right. The Warrens, however— I did get some information about that. So the night they got back to wherever they live at. Connecticut. Connecticut. Uh, The night they returned home, Lorraine pretty much went straight to bed. Ed was downstairs, and she was laying in her bed reading a book about Padre Pio. Padre Pio died in 1968, and he was famous for having stigmata for most of his life. Stigmata being the wounds, sores, marks, pains of Mm Jesus during his crucifixion. So hands, feet, wrists, probably... uh, the crown of thorns, like right. on your forehead wound, your sort fucking of like and
0: rib cage stabby the stabby wound. stab from yeah. where the, the Roman was like. Mah! Mm-hmm.
1: He was also allegedly able to heal people and talk to angels. Lorraine carried a relic of Padre Pio for protection. A relic is a religious icon of some sort. It's normally associated with a dead priest or a saint. Always someone dead,
0: right? It's, it's you know, Catholic Mother idea. Teresa actually had to specify in her will, like, do not. Fucking dig me up, do not take any part of me as a religious relic. Yeah.
1: Like you guys Because because Catholics in
0: particular are apt to do so. That's crazy. When it comes to like dead saints and all that kind of shiz. Oh yeah. So and since she was like sainted and everything like that, yeah. She was like, uh uh. Like do not like just leave my just bury me and leave my body intact. Please do not take any little piece of me as a relic like that's not cool i'm gonna stay here yeah thank you
1: so lorraine's laying in bed and she's trying to read the first paragraph of this book but she's just she can't do it she doesn't have any concentration she's got a couple dogs in her room and they're acting all drugged up
0: well that's probably the reason she can't read her dogs are being assholes
1: no they they're acting they're like they're like drowsy like acting like they've been sedated this is what's called diabolical confusion Diabolical I must confusion. suffer from
0: that like a lot because <laughs> I feel like this happens to me constantly. I get into bed and I'm trying to read because I get so little time to, and you know, I just I keep reading the same thing over and over again. And no, nothing that's is, you nothing being is, like, fucking caking.
1: exhausted. If you want to try and read, you have. Well, to sit it seems up and like read. it would
0: be exhausting. To be Ed and Lorraine too. I mean, they did Probably. a lot of traveling.
1: That's true. However. Diabolical oh, confusion is when a dark entity is attacking you and affecting your concentration and or causing confusion.
0: Well, maybe that's just what's going on.
1: Uh, they had a button in her in the room next to the bed for security. So it was a button you would just push and it would alert. Like a I think panic it, button? Something like that. It would alert in Ed's office, I believe. Or someplace downstairs, just in case anything happened. And the then, rain then he comes like running that.
0: up like, In the name of Jesus Christ Probably. and all the saints, I command you.
1: Throws <laughs> a couple crucifixes like they're ninja stars.
0: Right, you know.
1: Well, she Time felt paralyzed. Roll roll. Well, she felt paralyzed and she couldn't even push the button. All she could hear was what she described as a shaking of sheet metal. Yeah, yeah. So you take a big piece of sheet metal and put one on the ground and then put a hand on the top and just shake it back and forth, kind of a a thundery kind of sound.
0: Are you sure? Maybe Lorraine hadn't done like a pop it. I don't think Like so. a pop or like a little nitrous. It didn't It didn't mention. She was doing whippets. She was doing whippets. She was having trouble relaxing. She's like, I'm going to do a few whippets for bed. I don't
1: know if you do whippets to relax.
0: Well, they make you relax I, in the dentist chair, I, okay? Well, I that's get,
1: not just Every time a
0: I have to get like even a cavity, I'm like, I want the maximum legal limit of nitrous. Yeah, well, that's and that's completely this, different
1: because it not that constantly flowing into you? And a whippet is just a quick... But
0: oh. the effect is the same like when it hits you. But like not when for the as nitrous long. that I'm breathing in hits me in the dentist chair, I mean, it is like the wah, 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 You're just you laughing. know, and oh my god, no, I get high as fuck. Can we listen to Beck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, and I start wondering like how long I've been there and like am I still breathing? I'm still breathing, right? And you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, just totally fucked up. Almost too fucked up, but then I don't want to be like, no, I don't want to be like less.
1: You don't want to be a pussy.
0: I don't want to be a pussy. Yeah. Like I can take my fucking nitrous. Not from a dentist. Right? So yeah, I'm already like a pussy enough because I'm like yeah no, I need to be completely like not super high. If you're gonna yeah. dig around my face, I'm gonna be super. Yeah, fucking I high. gotta be super fucking high, please. Thank you.
1: Well, Lorraine sees a cyclonic black mass of wind and darkness and energy.
0: A cyclonic begins. wind tunnel thing, like yeah, a like a cyclone, like a cyclone, like yeah. a little mini one.
1: Yeah, and it begins downstairs at the house and becomes rushing towards the room. Lorraine calls on her faith and manages to ward it off.
0: Hmm. Sounds more like she encountered a Tasmanian devil.
1: (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now, shortly thereafter, within seconds, Ed comes rushing into the bedroom.
0: With crucifixes in each hand? No,
1: no. He asked Lorraine if she knew what was going on Mm. uh, because he had been in his office and seen the same thing had happened to him, Uh, but he had holy water that he keeps on his office, so he just splashed some of that and, like, poof, bad guy goes away. Uh, they insinuated further events, but I couldn't find any specific stories. So was, I believe there was more things that happened, but I just couldn't. I couldn't find it. And, maybe and you know, else I
0: happened. mean, I feel like Ed and Lorraine stepped in a lot of shit with all their investigations yeah. of like yeah. hauntings and stuff. So I mean, that could have really been anything. It, just might, have been co- it might have been it might have been coincidence on the timing. Yeah.
1: They had been gone for a while, so maybe this thing had been waiting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there was a guy called Dr. Stephen Kaplan. He was the president of the Parapsychology Society of Long Island.
0: Oh, this is the guy who's the vampirologist, is he? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So before
1: the Warrens showed up, George called this guy to help him out with the whole house situation.
0: Yeah, he was like the first guy that George called, allegedly. and But then George found out what his specialty was, and he was kind of like, hmm, I don't know. This doesn't seem to be a vampire problem.
1: So dude shows up with six witches and a Channel 7 news team. Oh, my God. <laughs> and George is just not having it. He kicks him off the property. He says, whatever.
0: Yeah, and his wife uh, was basically trying to discredit them and also say it was a hoax. Like, oh, like my husband told them that, you know, if they were faking, we were going to call them out. Oh, and yeah, then, totally. You know, he lied to us saying he didn't want the publicity yet. He did this and that. And I'm like, yeah, you were sounding like so bitter about this. And saying
1: that he tried to charge him a fee to get it. Right.
0: Him, I'm like, this that... just sounds like you guys being butt hurt over the fact that you guys were kind of whack jobs. And he called you guys up but then realized that you guys were fucking whack jobs. And then you showed up anyway and he was like, please get, leave and get the fuck out of here. And you wanted dibs on this but you didn't get it. And now you're bitter about it.
1: Now, the weird thing about this whole thing. thats just my—that
0: was my impression I got. Oh from yeah, no,
1: and especially the because, wife
0: of Stephen Cavlin,
1: and especially because their complaints didn't really start until after the book by Jay Anson was written.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the
1: book was written in seventy-seven, and like their whole deal about this being a hoax is that the book wasn't one hundred percent accurate as to what was reported to have really happened. Neither the Warrens nor the Lutzes disputed that the book was not one hundred percent accurate. They believed it was not done maliciously, but it was a book. Jay Anson made errors because he's not a fucking demonologist, and it's a book.
0: It's based on a true story. based on a true story, not like this is the actual true story word for word as it happened, allegedly. Even something like that you should be wary of. I mean, the whole Fargo thing, I mean, none of those things actually happened. Right. None of those based, stories are true. No, based no on names a true have been story. Ch- have right. been changed. That's just the thing that the Coen Brothers like to say before every yeah new season and before the original movie. Yeah, yeah. It actually doesn't really have anything I, to do with fucking anything. I mean, although I'm sure similar stuff has happened, it's just yeah, it's even less of a true story than this. But. Yeah, I think he took some liberties with his writing, obviously, for dramatic effect. And right. he's, I think, even quoted to be like, hey, I'm a fucking author. I'm not right. a, you know, like, that's what I do. I write he's, fucking he's stories. Not I a write fucking books. He's yeah. not a historian. He's not I'm not a, a biographer. A, a
1: biographer, a newspaper reporter. He's a fucking...
0: I uh, am a author. I am yeah. a storyteller. Like, that is my thing.
1: Well, Dr. Kaplan wrote a book, and he wrote this book that was meant to ex- expose the Amityville hoax. But he died of a heart attack a week before it was published. Before his death, the Warrens found out that Kaplan had been lying about the whole hoax thing,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he actually went on air on a New York City radio station and apologized. Uh, some claim that Dr. Kaplan holds no doctorate from a university. However, I've seen it said that he does have a PhD in sociology at Pacific College, and that's actually credited on Wikipedia.
0: Okay. Well, and I mean, if you have a PhD, you can be your doctor. You can be called a doctor, you yeah. You can be called doctor. I... I have dealt with so many people that are just assholes that yeah. had PhDs. Like, when I worked in insurance customer service, and, you know, they would, like, the psychology... I mean, these were, like, social workers or something. I mean, not, not that they don't deserve the title or anything. I'm just saying, like, they would be, like, assholes about it if you didn't use the title. Because... You would forget or something and then you would just be like, Oh, okay, so Mr. or Mrs. or something like that. It's doctor. And, yeah, it's doctor. I didn't go to it's med doctor. school for
1: six weeks to be called Mr. Right. Yeah. Or, like I, was, I have my
0: wrong. PhD. Like my grandfather had his PhD in like fucking music or something, but he was referred to as Dr. Ralph Benther.
1: I'd go by doc if I had my PhD. In music.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean you can still have the title as doctor and not necessarily have like a whole lot of Um, expertise in a particular
1: Right, you can just be a doctor in one thing and just call yourself a doctor and people will automatically believe that, oh, you must be a doctor in this particular field while Mm -hmm. you're not.
0: Yeah, when you're like totally not. Yeah.
1: Now an interesting thing is that Jay Anson, the author of the Amityville Horror, suffered a heart attack writing the last chapter of the Amityville Horror.
0: Yeah, because he died fucking, I mean, he died in like 1980. Yeah,
1: he recovered after that one. But then he suffered a second fatal heart attack while writing a book about the Antichrist called 666. Mm. So that didn't work out for him so well. That
0: did not, I guess.
1: There are other stories of this area that date back more than just a few decades. In 1644, Dutch settlers on Long Island were not getting along very well with the natives. Chief Takapuasha had accused them of not sufficiently compensating his tribe the Massapequins for land purchase. This led to war. The Dutch hired a man named John Underhill from Salem, Massachusetts, to help him out. At an area called Fort Neck, which is about one and a half miles, 2.4 kilometers, from the Ocean Avenue house, Underhill and his forces killed around 120 natives. Legend has it they heaped the bodies on the hill to keep the wind off of them while they sat on the other side eating breakfast.
0: So are you basically trying to say that the Amityville murder house is built on ancient Indian burial grounds?
1: Nope, just the grounds where a bunch of natives were fucking slaughtered.
0: Okay, well that's kind of like burial grounds. It's a killing ground, fine, whatever.
1: Killing ground. Now the exact location of this is in, in an area that at one time was part of Amityville, but is now called East Massapequa. It's on the corner of Merrick Road and Cedar Shore Road. In 1935, skeletal remains of 24 people were found at this location. Chief Takapuasha was killed in this battle, and it is said that his spirit possesses people and causes them to kill.
0: Now, one of the guys who went to the house, uh, another Ph.D., Dr. Hans Holzer, he went to the house, and he was accompanied by a medium... Named Ethel Myers. And I believe this is when they did the investigation because I remember the lady talking about it, the Laura Dideo. Is that her name?
1: Didio, yeah.
0: Didio. She was saying how when the woman allegedly was possessed by this Indian, her she developed an Adam's apple and I'm her crazy. Yeah. Her voice dropped several octaves. Holy is shit. what she's quoted to have said. And she's the one who said, like, I didn't really see anything myself or feel anything, but she right. saw this lady, this old lady, develop an Adam's apple, and her voice dropped significantly. And, like a big man. Yeah, and then she was speaking in some strange, unknown language.
1: Probably whatever native tongue.
0: Yeah, and then so Dr. Holzer is his theory is that that is what's possessing the house is a dead Indian chief.
1: And it could have been this chief, uh, Takapuasha. Yes. Another legend is that the native tribes of the area used the piece of land now known as Amityville as a place to leave those possessed by evil spirits, the terminally ill, and tribal enemies to eventually die of starvation or exposure or a combination of the two. Mm,
0: This is suddenly having like an Okikihara effect. Yeah right. <laughs> to it. See, this is well, the place where we left people to die.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So allegedly, there was a structure where the sick was placed, that stood in the place the pool was later built at the murder house. In the case of tribal enemies, they would bury them face down. And supposedly, a native chief was found buried here in the early 20th century. However, this information that was allegedly at the Amityville Historical Society cannot be found if it was even ever actually there. Some believe this could also be sources of the troubles at the house. So this is maybe a different chief. Or Mm -hmm. maybe it's the same chief. I guess, I mean...
0: Well, you know, I mean... It's really hard to say. Stephen King doesn't keep going back to that as source material for why a lot of shit he writes about is haunted. Right. Even though stuff is fictional. Like, there's always, I feel like, a little bit of... There's a little bit of truthful element to it, such as places where... People died, tend to be kind of like cursed.
1: Tulpas? <laughs> Maybe they're just like a tulpa thing.
0: Maybe, or no. that just people being uh, buried in a spot that's bad or where they aren't honored or recognized. I mean, that's right, the like kind the, of thing in like Poltergeist the... where like they moved the headstones, but yeah. they didn't move the bodies.
1: Or like the Yurei from you the know, Okigahara episode where... If you don't do the proper burial rites for your person, that they turn into this. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if that is kind of the case, I know people are probably questioned. Like there were several owners afterwards, and I feel like they all are insistent that nothing has happened. Nothing ever.
1: Well, besides people showing up and being jackasses. Right. But nothing supernatural.
0: Like a huge. Tourist attraction, the murder house. Everyone wanted to fucking look at it. There was all sorts of shiz to the point where, yeah, they had to change the goddamn address just to confuse people. Yep. If you were calling Poltergeist, and I know I'm like going back to something that's completely made up, a made up story, but they lived in that house for like five years and nothing happened. And then everything went to fuck. And then everything went to fuck after fucking earthquake. Yeah. yeah. It was like the earthquake happened. And then all of a sudden, Carol Ann's like, you know. Disappearing in the goddamn TV and all that kind of shit. So I'm just saying that maybe there was some sort of weird event that happened other than the fact that they were the first, the Lutzes were the first ones to move in after the whole fucking family was fucking murdered. Maybe there was some other... Older shit. Older shit. Maybe something happened and it was just, it was just them in particular and that's why they had all these experiences but nobody has sense.
1: Right, yeah. Maybe maybe Lorraine was right, and whatever was awakened there was just using it as a crash pad, followed the Warrens out, you know, and then right. it's just like, Hey, I'm going to, um, maybe they're in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where Weinstein came from. <laughs> you never know.
0: Not surprising. Right? That would not surprise me.
1: Other stories of the area. Uh, there's one about the Lake Ronkonkoma. For many decades, someone has drowned at Lake Ronkonkoma nearly every year. At its deepest, the lake measures 70 feet. I didn't convert that to metric. Sorry, guys.
0: Sorry, people not in America.
1: Yeah, I'm an asshole.
0: Yeah, usually he's not an asshole about that, but I, I guess I time. guess this time you're a fucking asshole I about slipped that.
1: Up. I slipped up. Uh, the story goes, Princess Ronkonkoma of the Setauket tribe was walking on the frozen lake one winter when she met an Englishman named Hugh and fell in love.
0: He's like, oh, do you walk here often?
1: Sub <laughs> girl, uh, her father, the chief, was not cool with this and forbade her from seeing him. For seven years, every day she would go to the middle of the lake in a canoe and float letters she wrote to his side of the lake on pieces of bark. I'm not sure how she floated them in the winter, but whatever.
0: Well, maybe she just slid them across the ice. I don't think I don't know how she would be using her fucking canoe in the winter either.
1: Right, especially because she was able to walk. And maybe it just wasn't as cold in the pre, uh, following winter.
0: Maybe she just did it every year in the summer.
1: Maybe. But it's said for seven years straight. Uh, The only reason the letters stopped was because she rode out to the middle of the lake one day and stabbed herself to death. Ouch. Another version of the story is that she drowns herself in the lake because her lover had died. The legend goes that she drowns a boy or two every year either to avenge her lover's death or to try and find herself a mate in death. A soulmate, if you will.
0: Or just because people tend to fucking drown in large bodies of water.
1: Most of the recording drownings have been young men. It has also been noted by natives and confirmed with later record-keeping that the lake rises and falls regardless of rainfall. Records show that in a seven-year period in the early 20th century showed the average rainfall was much lower than usual, but the lake still rose seven feet. Hmm. Uh, The lake is around 20 miles, 32 kilometers, from the Ocean Avenue house, though using the roads it's a little bit farther. It's like 25 miles if you follow the roads around.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I I feel like typically uh, young men are probably the ones out, like, swimming. Oh, yeah. From the lake to the fucking ground. It's not like like fucking old people are going to be out in the middle of the lake swimming.
1: And especially in back in the day. day. Yeah, and it's
0: not going to be, like, little kids and, yeah.
1: Probably not a lot of colonial Dutch women going for a swim.
0: Right. That's just not going to fucking happen.
1: Another thing that happened is in 1984... A young man named Ricky Casso visited the murder house on April 30th. This is known as Walpurgis Night, which is the eve of May Day or Beltane. It is the night of a big witches' meeting. Have you heard about this? I hadn't heard about this.
0: I have not heard about this, no. I was not in the know.
1: So non-witches light bonfires to try to keep witches away or hinder their ability to get to this meeting. So this jackass Casso puts together a makeshift altar in front of the house and starts shouting about Satan for a bit. A couple months later, he and some buddies took some acid and stabbed one of the other kids a bunch of times, <laughs> and then carved out his eyes.
0: Oh my god! Uh,
1: the kid had stolen some PCP from Castle earlier, but then had given back what had not been used and paid for the PCP he'd done.
0: Uh, and then I guess that guy was also maybe on PCP, because that makes you act ultra-crazy and violent.
1: And probably acid, too. and Yeah,
0: yeah and like, okay, I'm just going to still kill you anyways and carve your fucking eyes out.
1: Casso hanged himself in his jail cell before he was even able to go to trial.
0: Well, Jesus Christ, I mean...
1: Supposedly, going back in time here, in the late 1880s, an article was published detailing a woman with the last name of Ireland perverting nature, and that several drowned babies were found in Amityville Creek. So what does that mean? She
0: was like fucking her brother or something?
1: Well, it's likely this woman was actually performing abortions. And that what they found in the creek were oh, like discarded fetuses. aborted fetuses. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It's believed that she is of the same Ireland that sold the plot of land to the Moynihans back mm-hmm.
0: in Back uh, way
1: back twenty yeah. four. Other legends is that of a man called John Ketchum.
0: Oh, yeah, I heard about John Ketchum.
1: He was said to have fled Salem Village during the witch trials and moved to the area of the murder house.
0: And allegedly died there, but they haven't been able to like prove that he actually did anything thing and came from Salem or there there is well there was quite a bit that they couldn't actually they say he continued his doubt. little witchy
1: devil worshiping shit there and it's right. also said that he was he wanted to be buried there there was a Ketchum family recorded living in the area at the time but they have no proof they were involved in any sort of witchy things and they were a pretty affluent family and we mm-hmm. have, I believe it was I can't remember if it was George Washington or Thomas Jefferson but one of those two dudes like, stop by their house for dinner one night. So they were... Okay, yeah, and those are like, stand-up guys. I mean, yeah. that's,
0: like, that's, like, knowing, like, the mayor and fucking...
1: And there's tons of articles about...
0: President, because about they were the both Ketchum, presidents. About know, the Ketchum
1: yeah. family line, and they were really long, and I didn't really read all of them, but what it really came down to is that probably no
2: witchcraft.
0: Probably no witchcraft. Probably just a really rich... Socialite family because they know all the, the good politicians and yeah. shit, apparently. Yeah. They, like, come over and, like, fucking hang at their house and shiz.
1: As we said earlier, the residents of the Lutz's house after they left didn't really experience anything paranormal. But they did have kind of a shitty time of things.
0: Right, I heard the next people, like, their son died or some shiz.
1: Well, the good housekeeping article made people come to the house again. And maybe their son died. Oh, yeah, their son did die. Yeah, their son did that's die. I, I guess
0: that's when they left the house when was when their die, yeah. son died, I guess. But it wasn't
1: anything creepy. It was just he died somehow.
0: But that's still shitty luck to have your kid die before oh, yeah. you. I mean, yeah, that's, that's always a bad thing. That's, that's never... Yeah,
1: that's not That's not the plan.
0: Mm-mm. It's not the way it's supposed to go.
1: So people would rip houses, parts of the house off?
0: Oh, yeah. The, the sightings. Of like, oh, hey, fuck, yeah. They wanted a piece of that goddamn house. And, like,
1: drunks would show up in the middle of the night on oh, the bars geez. closed and scream for Jody. Hey, send the pig
2: out! Oh, my
0: Just God. Just fucking wasted. Just being fucking assholes. Like, yep. dude, nothing would get me to live there. Not because it was fucking haunted, but because of the fucking real drunk assholes yeah, that the... probably he had to deal with. Haunted
1: by the living. Yes. That's what the problem is. <laughs>
0: yes. Haunted by fucking dumbass fucking idiots. I mean, it still has some yeah. tourists
1: today, but it's not—it's not that much. It's, it's not, a big not that much. I mean, you know that you I'm can't sure get your picture done at the
0: Goonie House anymore. I'm so glad I did that before they stopped letting people do that.
1: I'm sure every time they release an Amityville movie, that it kind of boosts a little bit, but probably not. I mean, no one else.
0: I'd be all like, "Donations, please! Thanks." Right, yeah,
1: just put a, a bucket out there. mm Hmm. So that's pretty much all I have on. The whole Amityville horror situation.
0: So what's your take on this? They're both things. Like, what's your take on fucking Ronnie Jr.? Butch, as you like to call him. Butch. God. Do you have to fucking say it in that chick's <laughs> voice?
1: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: What's your take on him?
1: I think he did some killing. Yeah. I think he's kind of a whack job. And it's probably for the best he's going to be in prison for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got some, like, creepy vibes. Do you think he was possessed, or do you think he was just a sociopathic piece of shit? I that... think he
1: was just a drug addict, and he probably barely knew what he was doing.
0: I think he was kind of both. I think he was, you know, and when you are actively an addict, that also kind of makes you, like, a sociopath. Yeah. Even if you're not yeah. one normally, when you're a fucking addict, you Especially fucking are one. Especially like fucking heroin. Yeah. Yeah. That... Turns most people into a total fucking sociopath. Yeah, What do you think about him? Yeah, I want to say that I think he did it. I think he was just, yeah, a total fucking drug addict, and he had problems with his family. Whether or not his sister was involved, that's a little iffy, but I can see that kind of happening. Yeah. Especially when all the drugs are involved and the volatile shit. I mean...
1: I could actually almost see her snapping as from the abuse before him.
0: Yeah, but... I don't think that we're ever going to get the truthful events out oh, of no. him because oh, no. I'm not even sure he is 100% sure himself, like maybe of some oh, things, but I mean, I mean, there's been so many lies and I mean, you know, people, well, and he was so, on a
1: lot of drugs. He
0: was on a lot of drugs. I mean, you I've had a You can convince yourself. I
1: can remember forgetting a whole lot of things, you know? Right.
0: And also there's things that you convince yourself, especially when you have certain psychological problems. Yeah. Yeah like you convince yourself of your own lies you convince yourself of your own innocence or guilt and, and
1: especially if you did something while you were, while you were this fucked up and then you're when sober and going to work or so more sober going to work you're confronted with the reality of what you've done maybe yeah maybe oh, that's and what and you're denial doing to is like a, yeah. like a
0: huge thing i mean yeah. it's something that uh, a lot of our minds do as a protective measure
1: so you don't think he was possessed either
0: I don't think he was... He was possessed by heroin. Possessed. Yeah, I think he was possessed by drugs and an inability to empathize with others. I do still think the circumstances are extremely odd, though.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that is a weird case.
0: It is a weird case. I mean, no one hearing anything and the possibility of the sister's involvement and... The evidence to maybe support the fact that she might have been shot outside the bed and then put in there. And if he was so fucked up on drugs, how did he do this? I I mean, the 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 whole second shooter thing is is kind of weird, even though they claim the ballistics match. I would I would love to really see proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just. There's definitely something off and I don't think we're going to get all the answers. I don't think we're when really it comes to get, that. Yeah, no. I would like. Really I would through. say though that this part of the story is more terrifying to me than the ghosts of the the, the paranormal shit that the Lutz's experienced because uh-huh. this to me is like that's your. I mean, that's just like some really fucked up shit when you kill your own family. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That's seriously.
0: Fairly- I mean, that is more terrifying than the thought of a stranger breaking in and killing everyone.
1: And I can even see it more so as I can understand killing abusive parents, but killing the children.
0: Yeah, why did your 9-year-old brother need to be no, killed? Why did no, your 13-year-old sister, your 11-year-old brother? That is what brother, really gets me. Oh, yeah. Not only killing your parents, but killing your siblings.
1: And even that's understandable. I mean, this guy, if Ronald was such a giant jack then I can understand how you would just get sick of it at some point from your whole life being beaten and for you to go in and take him out.
0: Take out your parents, but then taking out your siblings, that takes a level of, yeah, just detachment. That yeah. is just, that that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, that is.
0: That is truly terrifying, the fact that you can spend your whole life with someone and trust them implicitly, and you think you know them and you love them, like your sibling, and then in the middle of the fucking night one night, they're just going to fucking shoot you in the fucking head. Right. For no apparent reason. At least. Other than, like, maybe they didn't, like, your guys' parents so much, but why the fuck
1: You have fuck all to do with that.
0: Right. But they are just that detached and they just don't have any fucking sympathy or love for you, apparently, that they can fucking murder you yeah. in your fucking sleep. Yeah. Someone you love and trust. That that to me is the scariest thing like ever.
1: And so the actual haunting that happened or the, the incident with the Lutzes, I can't see them. As having purchased this house, even for a steal, and made a bunch of shit up just to leave after 28 days and maybe make some
0: cash. And maybe make some cash.
1: Which they didn't do. And I just, I don't.
0: I don't see that either. I believe them. I believe.
1: I believe they at least believed what they experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that it could well have actually happened.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that they went into this setting up an elaborate hoax.
1: No. I don't believe so either.
0: I believe that either the stuff happened, or they are—they believe that it happened.
1: I think that they were all sincere.
0: But yeah, I think it was all sincere, and probably like, yeah, I think that house is haunted as fuck. I mean, it just—you think see, it's haunted, as,
1: but not anymore.
0: Probably not anymore. Maybe still though. Maybe it's just waiting. Right. You never know. Maybe it's
1: maybe it's just sleeping.
0: Yep. It's true. I mean, look at fucking It, again, fictional, but, yep. you know, hey, he only woke up, like, every 40 years or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, to eat some fucking kids. To
0: eat some fucking kids and then goes back into hibernation. You just never know. I mean, that's the kind of thing, of, that's the thing about, like, the paranormal and the unknown is that, yeah, not a lot is known. Who knows what the fucking trigger yeah. effect is? It's funny, Who knows that's why they it called stays? unknown. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, does it stay? Does it go? Is there a trigger effect? If so, what is it?
1: was it all the blood spilled by uh, by Butch.
0: Right, did it and like that's what, feed like, it somehow. Woke it up and, yeah, and it was just like, oh hey, And what's maybe up?
1: It, maybe it woke what's it up and it fucked with the Lutzes and they got a it piggybacked with the Warrens and it just got the fuck out of Dodge, mm-hmm. touring Europe.
0: Yeah. Who knows. Yeah. Who knows, but yeah, I do believe the Lutzes and I do think that there's a lot of weird stuff that doesn't add up about the murders, about the DeFeo murders.
1: And then with the Warrens, I think we both both said that we think they're pretty much
0: Yeah, I dig Ed and Lorraine. Yeah,
1: they're bad asses.
0: I think they're pretty bad asses. Riphead. So I have a a couple of funny things. Speaking of like sibling murder, like these these siblings didn't go quite so far, but I, I felt like this was such a dark topic <laughs> that it could use a little lightheartedness. I have a few um, BuzzFeed stories about awful things that siblings have done to each other. Oh, all right. Let's yes. They did not include murder, but some of them pretty fucking bad. Like, I mean, <laughs> I just, I can't even believe that this happened. Okay, so this one is called, and I gotta say, I fucking love BuzzFeed sometimes. They have some really funny shit. That's,
1: I've, I've heard some.
0: I mean, BuzzFeed and Esoteric Oddities totally. Things that are making me laugh these days. So Putting this a smile one... on Joanna's face. <laughs> this one is called the pee mist.
1: Pee mist.
2: Oh God.
0: <laughs> Once, when my brother was super sick with a chest cold, he had a vaporizer running in his room. My parents went out for the evening, so naturally, I peed in the vaporizer while he was asleep. Jesus
1: fucking Christ.
0: When they came home and opened his door, they were greeted by a fog cloud made of my urine. (laughs) Oh
2: my god.
0: Don't worry, he was fine. Oh, that is so
1: fucking foul. I would beat the shit out of that guy. Oh
0: my gosh. Can you even. Because you know it's got to be an
1: older brother. I mean.
0: Right, right. This one is just like under the category of fucking mean as fuck. My brother shaved off my left eyebrow the day before my 7th grade Valentine's Day dance. Oh,
2: my God. What
0: a dick. What a total dick. And I mean 7th grade. And I mean I'm assuming this is a girl who wrote this.
2: Oh, man. And it's
0: the Valentine's Day dance.
1: I'm sure she was mortified. Oh,
0: my God.
1: Before my senior pictures, one of my friends, we were huffing nitrous in a parking lot. And he, threw, <laughs> <laughs> he threw a full Coke bottle at me and hit me in the eye and gave me a black eye.
0: Very nice. My little brother used to wet the bed so my older brother would pee on the side of his bed to make him think he wet it when he didn't. Oh, God. <laughs> oh,
1: this, what an this asshole.
0: This called a chocolate surprise. Oh, I g- good. <laughs> I gave my 13-year-old brother chocolate laxatives and didn't tell him what they really were. Oh. He shit himself in Target. <laughs> oh. Oh what a fucking dick <laughs> oh my god <laughs> make your brothers shit themselves in a public place oh at me 13 and,
1: me and my sister were never
0: i know mean. i mean you think you're mean with your sibling until you read something like this
2: god
0: this one is like fucking horrible <laughs> this one's called frostbites it says my siblings were cruel Wait, what is it called frostbites Says my siblings were cruel. I don't even remember what I did to make them mad, but my two sisters and brother, all older, thought it would be a good idea to bind and gag me and then bury me in the snow. Oh what the fuck? <laughs> my parents came home from work and they had to take me to the ER. I have scars from the cold, probably because it got like frostbite oh, or some shit. Oh my god. <laughs> they left me out there for at least an hour. How fucked up is that? It's like your youngest sibling, is like you bind and gag them and then bury them in the fucking what snow. The fuck?
1: Parents come home, they're like...
0: What the fuck?
1: What did you do to so-and-so?
0: Oh my god. Fuck. Yeah. This is a great one, too. When I was a kid, I convinced my older sister that if she put a car key in the wall plug, she'd be able to drive the house.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: She didn't get electrocuted, but my mom and dad got really suspicious when they saw how high the electric bill was. Yeah, Lucky. I mean, Lucky was probably one of those car keys with, like, the plastic tops or something. I mean, can you imagine? You tell your fucking sibling to do that, and then they fucking, like, get electrocuted. And die. And die. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You'd feel like shit.
0: Something like, oh, yeah, TVs totally, like, float in the bathtub. (laughs) You know? Just set it on there. It'll float in the water.
1: (laughs) Oh, God,
0: yeah. Man, yeah. I,
1: I just I just don't even have words.
0: There just are no words for this. This one is called the litter box. When I was nine, I was using the bathroom while my friend waited for me. My four-year-old sister came up and said that she really needed to use it. My friend decided it would be hilarious to convince her to use the litter box instead. We thought that since she was small, her poop would be small and just look like normal cat poop. <laughs> sadly we were very mistaken half the house reeked by the time my mom walked in and found the massive pile of poop just sitting there (laughs) haphazardly covered with litter (laughs) this giant pile of shit in the cat box with some litter thrown over it (laughs) in my 20s (laughs) we were
1: partying at my apartment uh, oh, my no, God. Par-
0: Tell me you did not take a shit in the cab. The apartment
1: that I lived in near you.
0: Oh, yeah, when we both lived at Edgewood? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And
1: I, I, it was one of my friends. I can't remember which one. And they asked, can I use your bathroom? And I said, oh, the toilet's broken. You have to use the litter box. Completely joking.
0: <laughs> that is your problem is that you sound like you're not <laughs> joking know. sometimes when you actually are. And people just don't always get <laughs> that. Know. and
1: so, yeah, they, they didn't shit in it.
0: Well, that's fortunate. They, they, they pissed
1: in it. <laughs> And we had been drinking, and so there was a lot of piss. <laughs> oh, God. So the poor cats, we had to, you know, I mean, go back was in there. It, and like, oh, was oh. it
0: scoopable? Was it clumpable? <laughs> it was
1: clumping, but there was, I mean, there was a lot of piss. We just had to dump the whole fucking thing out.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's so gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My brother told me that every time it rained, God was crying because I was so ugly. <laughs> This one's called the Lego bucket. Legos came in big buckets when I was a kid. I really had to pee, and my older brother refused to get out of the bathroom. He was styling his hair, so I peed in the bucket. I blamed it on the cat, and then my brother had to clean all the Legos.
1: Because cat piss and human piss smells so similar.
0: Right. Now, this is funny because they must have grown up at the same time that my brothers and I grew up because I know exactly those Lego buckets of which they speak. And my brother's... (laughs) actually pissed it into like a bucket like multiple times
1: just for fun
0: just for fun it was in the closet of the room
1: was it later on my
0: mom found it like after weeks it was like oh moldy and they called it the bucket of piss you know aptly name my mom was so fucking pissed when she found it
1: i'm sure she was oh my
0: god but
1: yeah were they uh Oh, younger, or were it... they?
0: were younger. They were like elementary school. Oh, okay,
1: so they were just like, I don't want to go all the way to the bathroom,
0: right? And they just because the bathroom is so far away, right? Because it was just like you know, a, right across the down. hall. Right. Yeah, exactly. So they just uh, just came up with the bucket of piss, and they just started. They just pissed in this Lego bucket. Repeated, It was like full. It was like sloshing. I mean, like there's Legos
1: floating needed, in their piss.
0: You needed like two hands to like carry oh, that thing up there.
1: It was so it?
0: fucking bad.
1: That's awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that one brought back memories. I think, oh, right. I think there's one more. There's one more like really bad and that. that we'll, we'll end it there. Okay. <laughs> it says, this one's the lost sister. It says, so when my sister was born, I loved her. Then she turned three and suddenly for some unknown reason, I hated her. Probably because she was three. Yeah. Like three is just like all kids are like assholes when they're three. So I purposely lost her three times.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Once at this giant park, <laughs> once at Walmart, and once at the mall. The time at the mall, she was holding a cup of water when we found her. We asked her where she got it, and she said she found it somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're just walking through the mall,
1: and suddenly they're like,
0: scatter. <laughs> right. And then it's like you find her, and she's just like holding some random cup of like what is allegedly water like, oh, that she just found while she was lost so and three years old in a mall. I would be so fucking pissed.
1: Yeah. Oh, my If one my, of, your kids did if one of to my one kids, of your kids did the bedroom, yeah. but
0: another one of my kids, I would be so. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: They would do it once, <laughs> and only once. Not three times. I would
0: be just so upset if they even did it once. Like, seriously, I raised, like, such a fucking asshole kid that you would <laughs> no do that shit. to your fucking You're sister. Fucking like, yeah, like, I mean, three years old, it's like, do you not realize, like, you do that kind of shit and, like, some kidnapper, like, rapist is going to, like, get them and murder them?
1: Start them on true crime early, right? Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Dude, unbelievable. Unbelievable what some siblings will do to one another. Makes me really love and appreciate my siblings.
1: Yeah, my sister's a pretty good one, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of like the DeFeo family where there's like five of us, but you know,
1: not me. It's so me far, so sister. good. No
0: one snapped and killed us all yet. No,
1: there were no murders in my family either, that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. the night is young.
0: Yeah, we're pretty tight knit. We're pretty tight knit.
1: Okay, well, this was our first listener choice.
0: Yeah, thank episode. you, uh, Kirsten, for suggesting it. And
1: thank you very much for listening. We're having another one next week. Not next week, but next time. And so we will talk to you then.
0: Take care now. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Stranger Than Podcast, our Twitter at underscore Stranger Than, or drop us an email, Stranger Than Podcast at gmail.com. That's Stranger Than Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.